I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? And sitting in for super special. Oh, wait. It is actually <laughs> super special guest Michael Hutchinson. Yay. <sighs> the crowd goes wild. And if you're new to the show, what is that, Michael? Uh, that makes me giggle every time. What? That would be my son breaking his ankle after, well, in the process of playing Edward 40 hands. So he has two, uh, I, don't, I don't know, actually I don't know what kind of beer they were, but two 40s duct taped to his hands. Right. He got onto a furniture dolly on a half pipe um, and it didn't work out so well. And apparently not. <laughs> But he's walking and alive now, so we can make fun of it. Yes, he is. Uh, so we haven't ha- we haven't podcasted. You and I have not podcasted since April. So um, I guess we have to catch up on a lot of stuff. What, what's happened to you in the past six months? Well, I'm back in the states. <laughs> the states. You're back in the states. <laughs> I feel like I'm like back somewhere. Back in California. Ohio is like another world. It I is can, another world. It's so different. I could see where being being back to California, you would feel like you're back in the states. You've you've come back to the homeland as opposed to the right. Exactly. Country. I love the weather. I'm like, ah, oh, it's just so nice being able to ride my motorcycle every day, not having to worry about, oh, is it going to rain? There's a higher appreciation for the weather now that you've spent so much time away, isn't there? There is. I don't know how people do it. Those gray days. Oh, because to horrible. me, if it is 60 degrees outside, you know, I'm wearing pants and I'm freaking out and I, I hate it. And I, I'm imagining you have a different mindset now. 60 degrees, you're still in shorts. Oh, it was weird. Like out there, it would be like 35 degrees. And you're like, it was kind of warm. I'm going to roll the windows down on my car. That's crazy. It is. You just get kind of acclimated to it, but it is. It's definitely, uh, definitely strange because yes, at sixty degrees we'd be out here and we would layer up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fifty degrees. You're wearing your ski pants and whatever. Yeah. You know. Uh, but out there, fifty degrees. That's a nice day. I uh I, so so when it has been, it was cold. It was a little cooler last week. Uh, did you find it to be cooler, or were you still like it? No, off? I was enjoying it. I, you know, we even had the rain, which kind of sucked. Um, you know, the one day of rain, but no, it was. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mind that. It was still warm, and it didn't leave. Like you know, there was some humidity, but it's not like out there. Like it rains, right? And then it's super humid, right? And out here, I don't have to worry about that. It's right. nice. Like I want to leave the windows open or the uh, my doors open as I'm work, walking in and out of my backyard. Right. Don't have to worry about bugs flying in and out. And, <laughs> All that kind of stuff, or it, it's crazy. It really is. Well, welcome back to Planet California. Uh, what else is new? Uh, let's see. Well, since I've been back, I had renters in my house, and you know, as renters do, they mess up houses because of they're course. not their houses. Because it's not theirs, sure. Yeah. So one of the rooms, uh, it didn't have a window. It went to the back room, and they had a big sliding glass door. But he wanted to put a portable air conditioning in there. Okay. So he. Uh, drilled a hole that was like eight inches okay. through my wall and through the outside okay. so he could port an air conditioner. Okay. <laughs> Something without asking, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and just all kinds of... Did little... he just go through the drywall or did he go... Th- he didn't mess up any studs, did he? No, I didn't go through the studs, no. Oh, okay. So no, it just needs it, to be patched. Yeah, but it went through the drywall right. all the way through the stucco and, and all yeah, that. Yeah, and but it's not I've never, I've never done... No, it's not structural. Yeah. I'm sure he's smarter than that. He actually is a contractor. But yeah. I don't know how to... I've never done the stucco on the outside. You know, drywall is easy. I've done that, but I don't know how to he do went that. out. He went out to the uh, side of the house, not out into the uh, patio room. He went out to the yeah, all the way out to the yeah. Outside. Okay, so yeah, the stucco has got to be patched. There's a kit. You go to Home Depot or whatever. There's a kit for it. Yeah, so. It'll it'll never look uh, 
you can, you'll always tell that it's patched. Where it's at, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. It's behind the, the well, dog. Well, you know, so still, it's, I mean, he damaged your property. <laughs> he and did. It's never going to go back to oh, and, and the smell, I, you know, I've always had dogs in my house. And I'm sure there's some smell of dog or whatever. Yeah, your house, house. stinks. Uh, <laughs> well, now we only have one dog, so I don't know if you would. But it was horrible. Like, I, his room was horrible. I've put so much product in his room trying to get it to smell not like dog. Yeah, I had been over to the house a few times to fix things while you were gone. And, I mean, it didn't. It, it was not April fresh, uh, but I mean, your house had always had like four dogs in it and two teenagers. Um, so your house, I mean, forever, I don't remember it being the most pleasant smelling thing. <laughs> no, it's... Um, these days yeah. though, yeah, yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess until some more teenagers move in, it should be a pleasant smelling thing. Yeah. I just have Lily. That's it. One dog. And, right. uh, uh, yeah, but I don't know what he did in there. I don't know. I guess he had two dogs maybe. In there, when I was there, there was never any dogs that I saw. Not that they. Maybe I they think because he room. kept him in his room, and oh. then he he did the back wall so they go out through the dog door. Ah. Um, but it was, I I put all kinds of product through there. I've actually brushed in like baking soda and stuff so like you that. Need new carpet, get, yeah. So yeah. so I've not given his deposit back. <laughs> yeah, because it goes. I mean, you know, they pee. It goes through the carpet and it soaks into the concrete. Yeah. So you got to pull the the. And it doesn't really smell like the the pee or anything like that. It smells just dog. Oh, like, okay. I don't know. He ever, you know, the dog dander, like the maybe he never is woven into the carpet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's never, ever vacuumed. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't either. Uh, so, yeah, so that's been interesting. So it's just been a lot of work, uh, but it's been fun, though. So I went through my whole garage and cleaned everything out and, and trashed a bunch of stuff. No way. Really? <laughs> it's incredible how much stuff I've got. Can you there. park two cars in your garage now? Um, not yet, huh. but I probably will be able to at some point. I mean, it's going to be tight because it says it's a two car garage, but. They're not really made for. What'd you do with the rest of the Super Nintendo stuff that was there? Uh, I haven't done that little workbench area oh, yet. Okay. But all the other stuff and up on the rafters, I got rid of everything. Like I, I figured found you would have started with the workbench. I mean, at least it seems like something you can accomplish in a few hours. No, because I had so many boxes sitting around and all uh, that. So I was just kind of digging in and finding this and finding that. And, well, and that's good. You cleaned up the grass. It is. It feels. I, good, I right? found these. Uh, I found a Disneyland ticket. It must have been late eighties, early nineties. Okay. How much do you think it cost to get in? Oh, late eighties, early nineties, twenty nine dollars. Fourteen ninety five. Nice. <laughs> for a Disneyland ticket. Yeah, that's great. So I found that. I found a token to Malibu Grand Prix. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm sure, sure I can use I, that, right? <laughs> I think uh You got your driver's right? license over Deanna, there? <laughs> uh Deanna's. Here's Deanna's Malibu Grand Prix driver's license. It's, it's on my desk, she's sixteen years old. My <laughs> smoking hot wife at sixteen. I lust after that sixteen year old. Yep. Um, uh, anyway. yeah, I, I found letters that were written throughout college. I found, um, birthday cards. And I don't know if you saw that mine one on Facebook, actually, I don't think I posted mine, but I posted my friend, David Williams. Well, you know, David Williams. Yeah. Does I haven't been on Facebook much, so I don't know. But anyway, David Williams. Yeah. So David Williams, uh, wrote me this, this card, uh, it has a picture that he drew and stuff like that. It must've been, we must've been five or six. Five or six years old? Yes. Oh, was it a good drawing? Was <laughs> it good then? No. no, okay. No, any comments on that? Because he is a professional artist now. And right. He, he He's a professional <laughs> illustrator for you know, the motion picture industry yeah. and, and other things. But yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it, it was interesting going through a lot of the stuff uh, and just, just tossing it. I, there's just so much crap. I had letters upon letters of from college, like when people actually wrote letters. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I wonder if I wrote them back or was I just an asshole? <laughs> like there were so many letters i'm like i don't remember writing these people huh? i mean i must have because they kept writing me back right i don't know well, i guess right I, I don't know either so it was 
Uh, but it feels good to purge, right? Oh, it was great, and I still have so much stuff. I am. Uh, I have the vets come and pick it up instead of taking it over to Goodwill because uh-huh. the the Vietnam Vets of America, I think, is what they're called. Yeah, well, Goodwill, Goodwill, what most people don't realize is a for profit business. Oh yes, um, the Salvation Army and some other ones are not. Uh, for that reason, a lot of people don't want to give to Goodwill because, uh, you know, they're just lining the pockets of some rich dude is what a lot of people say. But there's a lot of Goodwill stores and a lot of people shop at Goodwill. And well, I, I mean, you're still recycling. Goodwill puts the disabled to work. Yeah. And that's, and that's the big thing. I mean, but you're still recycling. Even if you are lining a rich man's pockets, um, supporting Goodwill for people to shop at is better than supporting Walmart where you're lining another rich person's pockets with goods made in China. I would rather reuse stuff. So I, yeah, I'll still donate absolutely. to Goodwill or to Salvation. If preference would be Salvation Army, but I, I won't hesitate to take junk to Goodwill. Right. And I, I love the vets only because they pick up. That's, <laughs> I think it's great. Like they'll pick stuff up. I schedule it. I leave it. I don't love it for a service or a country. Well, you know, I love, I that love it because they got a truck and I don't need <laughs> yeah, to go no, anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think it's a good cause. Yeah. It's one of those, like you said, it's, it's, do it does it go to the vets? Uh-huh. I don't really know if it goes to the vets or not, but I know they pick up. Right. right. Well, that's cool. That's good. So you're cleansing. What else going on? I am. Um, let's see. What else going on? Oh, so Daniel. Have you eBayed anything? Have you, did you find anything good worth eBay? There are some things that I've tried or thought about. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if it's worth my time. <laughs> It's uh, it's major pain in the ass. eBay and Craigslist are like a bane I, of my existence at the moment. I did do a couple things on uh, offer it, or offer it up, or offer oh, yeah. up, uh, let it go or something. Yeah, something like that. How'd that work? Um, it went actually went, did pretty well, and I still have some stuff that on there. One thing I got rid of, like the vets picked up, and that day I got, hey, can I have that? I'm like, well, already gone. Mm. Um, Oh, to offer it? Do you offer it just for free? Is that what it is? No, this is actually, I think it was, it was a picnic basket that we never used. Oh. And it was like, I offered it for 10 bucks. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then I have some stuff on there. I have a bunch of Guitar Hero stuff. Mm. Do you need Guitar Hero mm-hmm. or rock band stuff? No, mm-hmm. you're good. Mm-hmm. You and Deanna aren't going to You don't want to play anymore? I don't even know if I have that system anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotcha. So between Carrie and Daniel and, right. and I, I'm, I believe... One of my past roommates may have stolen some stuff, which I don't have any proof of, but right. some of my stuff seems to be missing because I was actually, when I was driving over here, I'm like, huh. Is I it get broken have... in your room? No, this stuff garage? was in my room, in my garage. They had access to my garage. Oh, I put stuff that. in my garage. I didn't know. I didn't realize they had access. Yeah. I guess um, I did. I, no, I, no, I didn't because I think I always locked the door between the house and the garage right. whenever I went over. For something. Uh, they, they have a, you know, the laundry facility out there and they, would, oh, that's right. and, they, and they would, you know, keep the kids bikes and stuff like that. So what there. has disappeared? Uh, my like Intellivision and Sega with a bunch of games and that kind of stuff. Oh, I was really? in a red crate, lost my motorcycle jacket and some other it, huh. motorcycle jackets, probably a few hundred dollars. No vest. Yeah. It's hundred. I think I paid one fifty for it. Oh, that's not too bad, but okay. But yeah, it's, it, it sucks. I, I don't know for sure he did, and I don't know with all the people, you know, Daniel, right. which I don't think Daniel would have taken in television. <laughs> Just don't, don't ever see him going, ooh, I want to check out the television or say it. Uh, and Daniel wouldn't have. You're talking about an old in television. Yeah, they don't make in television anymore. Right, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm talking about the 80s, 1980s. At first, I thought you said television, and then as you're as I'm listening to you more, you're talking about the old in television. Yeah, in television game system. Whose get best game and claim to fame, I think, was Pitfall. Yeah, Pitfall right? was awesome. Pitfall was almost exactly like the arcade on the Intellivision unit. Yeah, I remember that. And didn't it have some sort of weird, like, 
you could slide these cards in it. Yeah, so it's it like read. a it was a keypad, and you would slide yeah. these cards in for whatever game you're playing. It would tell you the direction. So it was a big keypad, which had it's like a telephone push button telephone with those numbers, and then right. there was a big disc on the bottom, uh-huh. which you could use for directions. Right, and then two buttons on the side, all wired up. And um, was this your Intellivision from a kid? From when you were uh, a kid, actually, you this is the, I got this later. Oh, uh, but the, I still have my Atari Twenty Six Hundred that I've had since I was twelve years old, and I would be bummed if it disappeared. Yeah, well, I used to have one of those, but Carrie took that. <laughs> but I know she left because I, I, I ex-wives are a bitch. That's why OJ. I mean, you <laughs> follow OJ, you just kill him. <laughs> right. He had it right. I don't. Someone know. may have told me recently that a forty-five is a lot cheaper. Forty-five bullet is a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Good time. So anyway, yeah, so the, some of the stuff just seems to be coming up missing. My pressure washer seems to be gone. My shop vac seems to be gone. Uh, I have your bar. You do have my bar, and I and knew I that. Your, and I have your broken lamp. <laughs> oh, the heat lamp? Yeah, I have your broken <laughs> heat lamp and a bar. <laughs> right. Oh, and you, uh, Michael, Michael's car, did you put the cardboard under your of car? Of course I did. <laughs> so did, did you notice the oil where the cardboard was? No, did it leak down? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so Michael comes over and his car leaks oil on my cement. So he's kind enough to put a piece of cardboard underneath the car to catch the oil. But then when he leaves, he takes the cardboard and leans it against the wall. And all the oil then just rushes down the side of the cardboard and soaks into the cement I didn't cement realize right there. there was that much oil. <laughs> There's a lot of oil. On the, I looked at it one day and I was like, oh, that's a lot of good that did. Uh, well, it, the cardboard's down there, I guess. And then, of course, I guess for my listeners who don't watch the vlog, Michael borrows your truck. And then when he returns it, the tire's flat. <laughs> Pretty sure when I returned it, it was not flat. It Otherwise, not. it wouldn't have gotten here. 24 hours later, I, get, I open up the car door and I look. I'm like, eh, the truck's at a weird angle there. I wonder why. Hmm. Uh, America's Tire repairs it for free. It just took me an hour out of my day, whatever. Wow. Actually, I took it to America's Tire and as because they take, they'll do it for free, but they do take forever. They put you at the end of the line. I walked across the street and went to Salvation Army. Oh, and you get anything I, good? I don't think I bought anything that day, but. Um, you know, I always peruse the Salvation Army. No, I love going to those places and yeah. checking them out. You know, I, I last thing I think I bought from them was a tripod, which I went in there specifically for that because I know they always have them and you buy them for like five bucks. And I needed a tripod that I could kind of destroy. I just needed parts from it. So I went in and picked one up for like five bucks. But anyway, uh, so in television, you think some stuff has been stolen? That's yeah, too bad. But I, yeah, I have no proof. I have, I, no, I, I, yeah, what so, are you do? exactly. Yeah. It's gone. Oh, well. Cool. Uh, and Daniel. So, Daniel, let's see. Daniel, your son, for yes. those who aren't regular listeners. Right. So, we talked Carrie's about. Carrie's also your ex wife, for those who aren't regular listeners. Yeah. I couldn't figure that out. Anyway, yeah, well, Daniel. Soon to be ex. We're still working on that, that process. Yeah, I guess that's true. You're still uh, so, I'm still married with a girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> right. It's very uh, California of you. Right. Yeah, right. you know, we we're in 2017s. It's, yeah. it's normal. It's what you do. Pretty normal. So uh, Daniel's son. So Daniel, you know, he, we, we talked in the past that he moved into an RV with two of his buddies. Uh, yes, to live the dream, to, to follow his uh, passions in life, his, his dreams. Doing the music. They were living up in a little, uh, some lady's backyard up in NorCal, um, drinking water from the stream. <laughs> they didn't tell you that? <laughs> no. So, yeah. Anybody get sick? Uh, no. Oh, that's but good. yeah, but okay. they they didn't connect to the like, the sewage or anything out there. All they did, well, I think maybe they used the, their septic tank. Anyway, for the water, they would have to go out there and and get some from the creek. Cool. And that's what they were using out there. Cool, man. So there's three guys, and I want to say it was a 21 foot RV. Right on. 
uh, no trailer, so all their equipment and stuff like that for making the music and their speakers and all that was all inside. Right. So I can't imagine there being a lot of room inside this thing. No. So anyway, so festival season started. They started going off to festivals. This is all from what Daniel tells me. Um, that they, they, they started getting a little following. Mm-hmm. Uh, people started liking their music, mm-hmm. and uh, Daniel would start. What's the be- group's name? Kitty Cat Club or something? No, it was Base Nine. Well, it was Base Nine, but then they switched. It's it was. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it now. Uh, anyway, Base Nine was a bad name, so because it was already <laughs> taken, already by, another taken band. By, by another band who has been released on right. uh, record in the in the same genre. Yeah, genre. Um, so they have a new name now. Whatever yes, it doesn't matter. All right, yes, moving on. So, so, so they have a new name. Festival doing, started. So they're doing festivals and they they kind of keep working their way into these things. It's house music, and, house hip hop. I don't know house. It's house uh, trance. Yeah, whatever you want to call dance it. club stuff. Uh, e- stuff you'd e- hear at, EDM. Yeah. So yeah, stuff you'd hear at the dance club going yeah. into. So he went into uh, going to these festivals and kind of work their way in and you know BS their way in and then they do these little parties at their RV or whatever with their, you know they set out all the right, stuff. Right. Anyway, they get this Very following. Burning Man-esque. Yeah. yeah. So they get these following. They he said that they had uh, like someone who did like fire breathing. They had a couple of hoop girls with them. Right. Uh, now he also so towards the end, well can't say the end yet because we don't know it's the end. Right. Uh, so towards the, the yeah story, so right? towards. Towards As the middle, of, yeah. Towards the middle of summer, I guess. Okay. So I guess it was July, August. Uh, they started going pretty well. He told me that they just recently got a tour bus. Oh. He, I don't know someone. I don't know how they ended up with the tour bus with a trailer and speakers, uh, with some sort of staging. No idea. Uh, but everybody was always coming and talking to Daniel. So the promoters, everybody would always talk to Daniel. It, right. Um, and Daniel became the boss. Daniel became uh, yeah the go-to guy, and right. the other two did not like that. Of course not. Nobody likes the lead man, All right? And so they started saying things behind his back, and uh, Daniel ended up calling his mom, getting a one-way out ticket off to Texas, and left. Oh, <laughs> so Daniel's in Texas now. Daniel's now in Texas. How long has he been there? Uh, about a month. Carrie is not Daniel's mom, for those of you who aren't regular listeners. Um, um, so, yeah, he. Daniel's mom is. What's her name? Carol. Carol. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you remembered. I right. kept thinking in my head, I'm like, is her name Carrie, too? I feel <laughs> no. it starts with a C. Carol, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, they, yeah. so how, wait a minute. How long has he been there? I want to say about. Uh, it's probably four weeks, five weeks now. You know, it's weird. I mean, I. I I at forty years old, I cannot think of anything more nightmarish than living on a piece of land in an RV with two guys and a bunch of gear and drinking stream water. I mean, it just sounds awful. I can't and having no income. And they were so where they were at. It, he said it was like forty minutes to a grocery store. Now they all owned cars, but none of them took a car with them. So if you wanted to go to the grocery store, you had to fire up the you're, RV. You're taking the house. <laughs> Um, but like everybody, it's everybody. We're going to the store, but also at 40 years old, like I look, I can look at that 20 year old and go, that's pretty awesome. Like, that's awesome that you guys are doing. You know, that. I, and I toured the, <laughs> I, I toured the East coast in a VW bus right. with me and my buddy. And there are but times how many when days was that? Uh, we only did maybe, was it two weeks, three weeks? It was about three weeks, I guess. That was with Carrie, wasn't it? Kevin. Kevin. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, 
Yeah, it. I don't know. There's something very romantic. It's like Deanna and I will watch a lot of these uh, sailing shows, uh, couples, husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend sailing across the world. And I love them. I love watching this. But I can't think of anything at this age. I can't think of anything more terrible than spending all your time on a boat. Like usually I, I don't get or I, actually, I don't think I have. I don't get seasick. I don't think I've ever gotten seasick. Um, but I've spent time on a boat, and all I want to do is get off and be on just regular ground. See, I love a boat. I love just hanging out on a boat. I don't know if out there with absolutely nothing to do, and you're, I don't know, what do you have, 40-foot space to walk around in? Right. That may drive me crazy. Yeah, you're very constrained. But you're talking about the boat out in Parker. Well, where yeah, you but, jump I, out but I could live a on a boat. Bar. But I could, you know, I, I could go out, you know, if Catalina and stay in Catalina on a boat for however long or whatever. Uh, I don't know if I would go cruise the Pacific Ocean. But that's part of I that's think, part of the romance and the dream. And like we're talking about your kid and, and living in an RV in the middle of nowhere, like to be able to just take a boat and head out to the French Riviera or go through the Panama Canal or, you know, just go wherever and, you know, wherever the sun is shining and beautiful. And there are moments. I mean, there are days where they go like cross the ocean. There was an Atlantic crossing in one and a Pacific crossing in the other. That is like three weeks, two weeks of just them on a boat, just them two. And there's something super romantic about it of like, um, I mean, in my head, I'm just like, this just must be nonstop fucking like, it's just food and fucking and sailing. Right. Like, it's like awesome dead calm. That? Did you ever see dead calm? No. What is that? That's Nicole Kidman, Billy Zane. And I forget who the lead is, but they're just cruising around on this boat. Uh, Billy Zane is what, out. three people. Uh, it's two people. It's and then Billy Zane is like, uh, is like stranded. Mm. It claims he's stranded mm. and they pick him up. It's a, it, it's a good movie. It's a good watch. Well, there is a, there's a point where you have to be leery about pirates and it's not just like in Somalia pirates. Like there are people who will prey on you. They have a faster boat. They are equipped with guns and you know, crime at sea is a real thing. So which is weird. Like you don't really think pirates anymore. But yes, it that is. It is a pirate. It, you know, they're not hooked at one <laughs> hook hand and, you know, swashbuckling and whatever, but they're still a pirate. They don't fly the big flag out right. there as they come up to you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there, was, uh, uh, there was a boat that was getting close to one of the guy's boats at like three o'clock in the morning. You sail. That's another thing about sailing is like it's nonstop. Like you were working in shifts, you know, one of you works till, you know, three o'clock in the morning and the other goes to sleep and then the other one gets up and works the morning because someone always needs to be awake or you run into something or, or you can anchor. But if you've got a good wind, you don't want to give that up. Oh, absolutely. You don't no, want a no. motor. So you're, you sail all night. Um, but there, there also is just this feeling of you're out in the middle of nowhere. And there's a couple, a husband and wife who sail with two cats. And, um, and I'm just like, I, like you're moving along at, you know, I don't know what they call it. They call it like uh, I don't know, 20 knots, roughly 35 miles an hour or something like that. If you fall in, particularly the ones who sail alone, you're dead. The boat, the boat doesn't stop for you. No, <laughs> there's no emergency. There's cord no, yeah, there's, right. There's no dead man. So like, yeah, it's not like a jet ski. that will swear a circle back for you when you fall off. And, uh, and this guy, this guy who did sail by himself at, on a particular run, um, you know, he talked about that he needs to, there's a safety line that he needs to always be safety line in in case he did fall off. Just drags um, you. 
Well, yeah, but at least you, you know, pull yourself back up. I mean, and then the other thing is, even if you're with somebody, if they're asleep and you fall off, or even if they're awake, like 35 miles an hour, you've looked out into the sea. All it takes is like five minutes and you can't see that bobbing head anymore. Oh, no. Those like lights, it's, all the lights are shimmering uh, yeah. or whatever. So it's, it's, there's a terrifying aspect to sailing. I think it would be there. five minutes. Um, I think but, you'd be out of your eye line because you'd be inside the water. So you would be maybe your eyes, maybe a foot up off the water. So any swell is going to go over you. Yeah. You're so scared. I wouldn't. Yeah. It's like a minute and you'd be like, which is why you should always have a life jacket on. But look, if you spend that much time on a boat, you get lackadaisical. That's not going to happen to me. Exactly. So, uh, so anyway, we, I, I love the romance of it. Um, but I, I never knew it. Like I love the romance of what your kid did, but I never do it. Oh, I think it's great too. I think it's a great opportunity. It's just weird for Daniel. Daniel hated going to the river, hated camping. Right. And then he decides to go into a super small space with right. two other guys. But he obviously gave up on it because even, um, I'm sure it was all things compounded that he decided to go back to a cushy life in Texas. I'm sure there's more stuff. Um, and, um, you know, he left a bunch of stuff at my house. I have his car at my house. Okay. Well, you know, so maybe he'll be back. Well, his plan now is the he's been doing lighting stuff on the computer, and now he's going to go to Vegas, hopefully by the end of the year. Oh, he's going to be a, a lighting technician in Vegas? Well, That's his plan. Him. Good for him. That was his second dream. Well, that's to, what he was doing out here in turn Hollywood, off lights. and he, he was doing a great job out here. You know, so, as, as little kids, we love the light switch. We play with it. We flick it up, flick it down. That's right. We actually, we never turn it off, yeah, right? Because right. uh, all our parents would be like, turn yeah, off the damn light. So he's uh, he's living the dream of Yes, he is. So uh, you were moving on to something else. So Daniel is in Texas, and then you were saying, what were you, what were you I don't know. I don't know, whatever. Well, yeah, You're picking know. up your phone, and I think you were moving on to something else as I then derailed with Daniel in Texas. No, I don't remember now. No good heaven stories? That's how... Michael. Uh, well, actually, you know, daughter. heaven, heaven. Um, well, you know, heaven's heaven. Yeah. She did get fired again from another job for being late. She got fired from Top Golf. Well, she can no longer be part of admin at all anymore. At Top Golf. At Top Golf. So what she can. She, she still does the bay hosting. Oh, I didn't know she, she did that at all. Yeah. So she she can't be. So she killed her clerical career. Yeah. Oh. Which. She but was it was late. the way that she could go so that she could actually like move up in the company and actually start a career. Right. So, yeah. So she is pretty sure it was for being late. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. it wasn't for being late. My bad. No, this one was not for being late. So, well, yeah, let's well, take that back. Guests. It wasn't for being. No. Uh, so in the admin, she was doing she does time cards and stuff like that. Right. And she adjusted her own time card. Oh, which is illegal in any business. And she knew it was illegal and she was, did it under like the boss's code or whatever, which is fine. Cause that's whose code you have to use to, to do all that. But uh, was the jet, was she stealing money? Or no, was it was all legitimate. But uh, she just didn't do it through the right protocol. She didn't do the right protocol. She should have went to somebody and, and she say, was kind of on probation anyway. I punched from in at nine late. when I should have punched in it. Yeah. She all she had to do is have somebody else do her uh, time card. That's all it is. But that's where it starts. It that's where all uh, white collar like clerical type crime starts is you fix a problem for the boss or you fix a problem that's there and then no one catches it and you realize where the hole in the system is. So then six months from now, you can modify that to your liking. So that's why you you have to even though she didn't do anything. Yeah, she wasn't doing. She wasn't being malicious. She wasn't trying to steal anything. She actually she did something wrong, but she technically didn't really 
Yeah, she, otherwise she would have been fired from Top Golf altogether. Right, right. Because she wasn't stealing, but she just didn't follow the correct protocol. But yeah. so because of that, she can never be back in. She'll never be back in the administration. And yeah, so in she that. continued as a hostess. Um, that's I really her, really she probably should have um, asked for a letter of recommendation and. You know, if they could just ignore it and then seek out a clerical job somewhere else. As her boss to. actually would probably give her a letter of recommendation because they really know, like her because she'll go from clerical back to being a hostess. And then if she tries to become clerical somewhere else, they may be like, well, why? But if she continues on the clerical path, but whatever. Yeah. And her, bo- her, her boss really liked her. Like her boss cried when they had to let her go. Mm. Like they really like her there. But there are a things. A male that, boss or a female? Female. Boss? Oh. But there are some things that you just, like you Would said, felt you, you, you just can't do. Mm. Yeah, you just can't do it. <laughs> so, cool. Uh, but anyway, so she, um, her roommate works with some hearing aid company. I don't know what hearing aid company owned by the Starkey Foundation. Okay. Don't know who that is yeah, either, but apparently he's a billionaire. All right. um, and every, Wait, every. Stark Foundation? <laughs> right. Tony's. Tony Stark. Stark. That's yeah. what I thought too. Every time you're Starkey Foundation. Yeah. Anyway, billionaire out of uh, Minnesota or something like that. Anyway, Minnesota. Um, part of his foundation is doing hearing aids for poor uh, people around the world. Right. So deaf, deaf people, poor deaf people. I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, her roommate works with them, and they offered her a chance to go on one of these trips, the missions. Oh, okay. And they said, you can bring somebody. So she asked Heaven if she wanted to go. So Heaven got to spend, she's supposed to be there for two weeks, turned out to be like seven days because okay. the hurricane came through. Oh. But she flew out uh, to Mexico to all these little cities and um, put on hearing aids on people, mm. which her, you know, her first day was really hard. You know, Heaven's kind of emotional. You know, she cried as everyone's crying, you know, hearing for the first time and that kind of stuff, which right, is, right, it right. was really cool. Um, and then... She said there's, as they were, well, people crying. So the first place, they were awesome. Everyone's like, you got to come over to my house, have dinner. Anytime you're here, come stay right. with us. All right. that kind of, yell you because know, they got to hear for the first time. So that was cool. Right. Um, and then, well, that city also, the governors, I don't know how many governors were around there. I don't know if it's just from that area, but uh, they went to a governor's dinner mm-hmm. and they all got this little charm or a necklace. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty cool also. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they went to another village. And I think that one, they took a Tony Stark's. We'll call him Tony Stark. Sure, they, right? <laughs> they took his private jet. Took Iron Man's private jet. Yeah, took right. his private jet. I over did see the next those one. photos, yeah. Um, and, and worked somewhere else. She said, it, which you don't really think about, uh, but at least I, I didn't. I mean, I, I know there's other languages spoke in Mexico. Mm-hmm. But she said as they were going down further south, they started speaking Mayan. Mm-hmm. And the translators weren't able to translate that. Right. So it turned into a real difficult situation because the translators couldn't understand what they were trying to translate. Right. <laughs> so anyway, it was a great experience for her. She absolutely loved it. Um, but because of the hurricane, she had to come back a few days early because mm-hmm. it started washing out the roads out there. And mm-hmm. most of it was dirt roads and stuff like that. So Right. Anyway, once she came back, she's like, maybe I want to do this. So I don't know if she's actually tried to apply for that company because she really enjoyed working on the missions and doing that kind of stuff. Is she still dating Romeo? She is still dating Romeo. Oh. Well, heading out on long missionary trips. is Well, they're like two weeks at a time, though. It's not like you, I don't think it would be full time like 
That's mm-hmm. all she does. Well, I don't know. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I, whatever. If she likes that line of work, then you know she finds herself in uh, Zimbabwe for six months. <laughs> yeah, and well, yeah, she could be all of Africa. If it, it, I think it'd be great for her. I think because she is a very giving person. Very caring. Uh, it I definitely think. sounds a lot better than a uh, you know RV in the middle of drinking <laughs> creek water. Although it has its share of terrible camping you know situations to going to indigenous people in the middle of the whatever. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know, especially right now with the drug cartels and stuff like that. I, you don't, you don't know. I yeah, Deanna and I won't vacation in Mexico at all because of the whole drug cartel situation. I mean, we love the tropics and palm trees and, you know, frosty drinks and that's all, you know, essentially in our backyard, it's right here. But, uh, like three months ago or whatever, I read they were taking pot shots at, uh, tourists on the beach for snipers from a distance killed three tourists on a beach in Mexico. Hmm. And in a, in a posh, uh, they, the tourists that were on the beach, that was part of a, uh, posh hotel like a all-inclusive nice hotel oh, so totally self-contained didn't have to leave the premises right, right yeah safe safe yeah. place and they were just shot they were killed from a distance from snipers and then of course the drug cartels took uh credit for it which they'll take credit for anything that you know goes that scares people yeah it scares the shit out of I mean, that was that's just terrorism right I'll, I'll take credit for it did i do it no the the law started i you can't blame the drug cartels it makes total business sense the laws started squeezing onto the cartels and the cartel said, well, you're hurting our main form of income. What is the government's main form of income? We'll just mess with that. And, you know, there's been tourist heads and duffel bags and bodies buried. They, I read a story uh, a year ago where they boarded a – and it, apparently it had happened more than once. But they boarded a tourist bus uh, filled with, you know, tourists from all over the world. And they took them all and executed them all. They weren't. I mean, they took all their money or whatever they had from them, but there was no ransom. There was none of that. They took the bus. And they, they fucking bus got ditched, and everybody was dead. Everybody was just killed. It's like watching Narcos, but for real. Right. This is well. Where do you think Narcos gets it? <laughs> this is really what's happening in Mexico. Yeah. Well, that, well, the the and you uh, can location say, scout for Narcos just got killed out there. Uh, there you go. You can say like the thing is is like we just got back thirty five days in Italy, and there's crime in Italy, and there's crime in America. There's crime everywhere that we go. Um, and we, we were in, we've been in Aruba, third world country. We've been to Jamaica, third world country. The difference is, is like in, in Italy, it, you may get robbed because they want your money and maybe you end up getting killed because of that. Not as a, as a sideline to that because you tried fighting back or whatever might've happened. And that may happen in any third world country it might happen here in, in California, but in Mexico, it's straight up malicious to let's target tourists to kill them to send a message. And even though a bunch of people managed to go to Mexico and come back, go to Cancun, and they come back fine, I don't like those uh, that form of crime. <laughs> those, those odds. Like, it's like going to North Korea. Get, exactly. <laughs> getting pickpocketed or something. When I walk through the streets, well, you, you and I, we spent 30 days in uh, Europe. And when we stayed at Hotel Nev- De Nevers, it was kind of <laughs> it was a shady neighborhood. Um, but we walked through some shady neighborhoods. But still we safe were, enough. Like, we left that area. But there's also, we were in the Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower, which is known for pickpocketing. Um, where we were conscious. We were aware. We looked around. When we went to Stonehenge, I we cable locked our bags to the trunk because people pop trunks and steal bags. Didn't happen to us, but still, you know, you just have a little bit of forethought and you think about these things and you just sort of look out for each other and awareness and you're gonna be fine. And we were fine. 
you there's nothing you can do about a sniper from a hundred yards away just no. killing you because you're a tour, tourist. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> can't. <true>. That's, <laughs> I can't fight. I can't look out for that. <laughs> right. I have no idea that's coming. No idea, and you're just dead, and you're just dead to make some sort of statement. But. Yeah, that's. It's like going to North Korea. They'll just make up anything that you did. Yep. Not Are we not allowed? There was a point before. Uh, uh, Rocket Man got all pissed off at you know Orange. <laughs> nice <Head>. Trumpism. <laughs> yeah, Rocket Man got bad at you know Orange Head or Orange Man, Rocket Man and Orange Man. Um, the people were actually visiting North Korea, and you could visit under the. Uh, I don't know. You had to have a guide and whatever to be there. Is that all ended? Were we not allowed? Yeah, to visit? you're. Yeah, as a. <laughs> Like maybe last month, that was like the no last more. tour they were allowed to to see to, North yeah. to see the fake North Korea, the North Korea that they present that they had yeah, exactly that they allow you to see. Yeah, uh, I don't know. What's but you know, the, there. the kid who died, uh, Otto Warmbier. Not if I told you that before, uh, it was probably not because that happened wasn't that during the summer? I know nothing about Otto so, Warm Otto Warmbier Otto Warmbier. Yeah, I'm guessing it's W A R M B I E R or yeah. something like that. Even though it sounds like warm beer, warm beer. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he actually lived. His family lived maybe a half a mile from us in Cincinnati. Oh wow! So that whole town had blue ribbons everywhere and all that. Um, and now so he was killed in North Korea. Uh, yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Otto Warmbier went to North Korea. First off, I don't know because I don't. I pay little to no attention on what's going on. Um, I, I voted for Hillary. Uh, we ended up with this guy. There's nothing I can do about it. And if, uh, you know, Rocket Man sends a nuke and blows us up right now, there's nothing I can do about it. We're just fucking done. It's over. So I don't consume myself with um, the back and forths. I just occasionally hear, you know, when I heard the Rocket Man tweet, I laughed. I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay, right? I don't think our president should be saying it. Oh, absolutely not. That's not the very good diplomacy clear, at right. all. Or, or Clearly, I can't stop him, but it's funny. But he's a, he's such an idiot. God, he's, he's total idiot. idiot. But uh, what am I going to do? Us in so much trouble. What am I? I mean, he look. I'm not crazy enough to to try and take out the president. Um, well, even if you do, Pence is worse. Whatever. I, mean, I, I don't know. Worse, Maybe he's, he's not. At least Pence is more of a pop. Pence isn't going to you know tweet about Rocket. That's Man. true. Pence is very diplomatic, but for women, oh, but women but and maybe, gays. But me, well, okay. I'm not gay, and I'm not a woman, so I don't really give a shit about those two. Um, you know, I, I whatever. Anyway, I, there's nothing I can do about it. So I don't pay a lot of attention to uh, news. I stopped watching the Daily Show. Um, uh, John or not John Trevor Stewart. Noah. Uh, Trevor Noah is on Daily Show, but the other one, John on. Uh, on HBO, uh, I was John watching Stewart? John. No, not John Stewart. Um, anyway, there's an HBO show uh, last week, this week, tonight, last week. Oh, whatever. with yeah, the, with uh, John, Ol- John Oliver. Oh, John Oliver. Yes, John Oliver. I stopped watching all of that crap. I don't even he's watch fine. late I night. Enjoy him. Yeah, he's funny. I haven't in a while either, though. I don't watch uh, Colbert. I don't watch any of the night lo- night monologues. I just don't fucking care. I don't like. I made the right choice. Everybody else fucked up. I can't sit and you know wallow in this for four years. It is what it is. So when you say don't know, I don't know anything about autumn. Well, so, we're, so well, and October apparently it's supposed to be a bad month according to the stars. So. Stock markets could become cra- crashing in October. The October surprise. There. Yeah, it's going to throw it out there. Every seven years or something like that, it's about time. For the stock uh, markets to a, take A friend day. of mine is does all the natal charts and all that, and we were talking the other day, and she talked about how it's going to be taking a, a dive. Well, let's see. What's... <laughs> God damn it. Wait. So anyway, Otto Warmbier, he, is, uh, he went 
to North Korea. It was a student from Virginia. Apple's at 154. All right. Okay. All right, go on. Uh, he was a student somewhere. I think it was Virginia or one of those. Anyway, went out, went over there. Check mm-hmm. it out. Um, the last day, they claim he went to a, a different floor and took a sign. Oh, I vaguely heard about this, yeah. Um, a propaganda sign type right, deal. Right, right, right. Uh, and there is video of him taking, or it looks like he's taking something down. Yeah. I don't know if he actually took it or whatever the case may be. But then they gave him uh, 15 years. I think it was 15 years right. hard labor. Uh, well, they claim when we got him back, we meaning the United States, we got him back a few months ago, he was in a coma. And they claim that it was from some kind of food he ate or something like right. that, ended up getting sick. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's dead. Uh, anyway, the whole thing was, I wouldn't, I, I'm like, when I was talking to Sierra Shannon's daughter, I'm like, you know, one place I'll never go is North Korea. Do you know why? Because you don't know if you're going to end up dead or not. Like, why would anybody be like, I just want to see what North Korea is like. Well, yeah, but wasn't it China that came the guy? Aren't they the ones that came that guy like 10 years ago? Uh, that was like Thailand or something okay, like that. Okay, Thailand, a lot of Americans go there. I just recently. But that's, he vandalized. He vandalized. And he did something, uh, you know, and, and well, okay, so Otto, yes, if he Otto stole something. he stole something. If he, he stole something, and that's fine, theft. because, okay, and I get that. I'm not feeling bad. Right. He went to North Korea, and he stole something. Right. Are there consequences? Absolutely, there's consequences. Right. Death shouldn't be one of them for that. Why not? I guess if they're in that country, if that's the law, then you do right. need to follow those laws. Right. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's, look, Thailand, Thailand's a great, I think Thailand I'm pretty is. pretty sure it was Thailand. I think, Tha- well, like whatever that. you mentioned, Thailand, but I think Thailand is one of the places that you can uh, go to to still have sex with children, which the is girl boys or boy girls. Either way. Yeah. Thailand is lady boys. But um, if you're if you're an American, it's, it's such a weird thing. But if you're American and you are in another country, you have to abide by that country's laws. But as long as they don't conflict with American laws. So Americans that go over there and do that are breaking the law. Yes. Because they are Americans. Um, but there is a weirdness in that whole thing because what happens if you go someplace and biting their law, abiding by their law conflicts with the American laws? I don't even know if that actually happens. Nonetheless, um, if you go someplace and the, this is the particular punishment of it, I, I mean, I don't – look, we Deanna was just talking about because she heard it in the news with uh, Trump about our all the immigrants that are in our prisons here. And that's because if we deport them, if they commit a crime on our soil, we put them in jail and we punish them. And if we deport them, their countries won't punish them. Uh, So we keep them here. So the like you can look at that and go, why do we have so many immigrants in our jail? And if we got rid of them, then that would save a whole bunch of money. And you go, yeah, but those immigrants were responsible for hurting Americans on our soil. And the do you want to get rid of them to stop? their cost but they just go home and go free and what what justice is that yeah, for didn't the people teach anybody aren't. anything right so i don't look i i feel i have very little i just natalie holloway and who was killed in aruba just came back up in the news because they think they found her skull fragments of her skull finally in a oh, cave I didn't read about that that's interesting. yeah they're the spring break girl right yeah they're pretty sure they have break. a killer which is uh oh this crazy white dude who is in prison in I want to say Cuba or Chile for murdering some other girl 
for doing essentially what they think they did in Natalie. Oh Holloway. yeah, yeah. The very, I did hear something. Yeah, I think it's Chile. Yeah, he's in Chile or something. Yeah, he's they, in, jail in, the, in the hotel there was something about being and a girl in a hotel, and he's a young kid. Also, he confessed. Yeah, he's like twenty-ish. Yeah. He confessed to his friend what he did to Holloway, and he ground up her bones and uh, burned her body, and he wanted to be buried with her ashes. I don't. I, I, that's the level of <laughs> that's, right. that's the level of psychoticness oh, that you know yeah. he not only I guess killed and raped her but also wanted to keep her with him. Um, so he actually took the stuff with him, like all the. I don't know. I didn't. I again. I don't really consume myself with the stories. So I I read a lot of headlines and I'll read like a lot of the first paragraph and just be like, all right, I get enough of this. I understand what's going on. Skull was found, and you know, I was just like, okay. They, so she wants to be buried with the ashes. It my point. Like my point here is though is like when Natalie Holloway and this happened in Jamaica a couple of times when Natalie Holloway turned up dead and everybody was all in shock or whatever. Like I don't feel bad for her. Did she deserve it? No, but. It's three o'clock in the morning. You're blonde. You're drunk. You're 19. You're in a third world country and you're wandering off with some By people. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, what do you I expect agree. to happen to you? Everything to turn out okay? Like I think that that's I think that's part of our issue is Americans feel safe. Like we're always going to be. Well, I don't. I just spent 35 days in Italy and I was conscious of what but, was around but, me. But a lot of them. I didn't are, steal anything from any you, embassy. You, I didn't. You know. <laughs> vandalize anything anyway go on yeah but you know americans think i can walk the streets out here and feel pretty safe in pretty much any city in america you can feel pretty safe mostly yeah yeah Yeah, and people don't translate that they're like i'm an american everything's gonna be good i especially when you know teenager you don't feel like anything bad can ever happen to you right and then you end up in a third world country and end up dead right you when you're a teenager you drink creek water (laughs) right I, and I get that, and but it's very difficult for me to look at this warm beers and feel bad for him. Like, should it have happened to him? No, oh, I don't. Absolutely, I'm with you. I don't think he should have died. Should he have got the time? Yes, because but that I, was a punishment. I'm the person who's telling you a story like I'm not going to you know Mexico because See, I, t- I still go to Mexico. They're taking like pot Mexico. shots at tourists. <laughs> like, look, I'm not. I'd sit on the beach with my full on SWAT gear, <laughs> tactical gear on. Um, you know, I'm not going to North Korea. Do I think it'd be kind of cool to see North Korea? Yeah, the place is fucking weird. So it seems like it'd be an yeah, interesting only, place to go yeah, to. Yeah, but it's only what you, what they want you to see. So it doesn't really matter. Which would be interesting to see, to be able to see what they want me to see and then be able to see what they don't want me to see. But I'm not going. And there's like, already not, a documentary out there about North Korea. The one that uh, Seth Rogen did? Or, uh, Seth. <laughs> right. What the hell is his name? Uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. yeah, Seth Rogen. I don't know. I was thinking of Joe Rogan. I was confusing him with Joe Rogan for a minute. Um, anyhow, uh, yeah. The interview? I yeah. No. I, heard, I heard in this past few months, I read a brief blurb about, I want to say it was two Israelis who did the uh, Hitler salute in front of a German library, and they were arrested, and they're jailed for like 50 years. I heard something about that too. I don't know how long it was, but yeah, it was. Um, and that was in. Uh, I want to say it was like Korea. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Korea. They were. Were they Korean or? Maybe it was. Was it Japan that that happened in? No, they no they did it in Germany. Oh, was it yeah, Germany? because that's the thing. Because I like thought there Germany... was something about. I thought there was something in Japan recently. Also, they they just busted a couple people. 
So Germany uh, has a, a very strict laws that are anti-Nazi and anti-Hitler. You're not allowed to, you know, have the swastika in any way, shape, or form. Why are we form. like that with the Confederate stuff? You're, I don't know. You're not allowed to, stuff, right? you know, do the Heil Hitler or any of that. They're obviously very strict about it. They just recently passed a law that uh, if YouTube and Facebook and any YouTube and Facebook being the biggest, if there are videos on there that that are uh, against Germany's law, uh, YouTube and Facebook have to remove them within 24 hours. And if they don't, they get a $50 million fine, 50 euro, 50 million euro fine per video. <laughs> and YouTube and Facebook were like, how are we supposed to do yeah, How do this? we monitor that? And German's like, not our problem. Uh, you want to operate in our country, this is what you have to do. So they've really taken a, a strict stance. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, tourists, let's see. 50 million for something they don't, yeah. So now, uh, so I guess they hire people to look at all videos? They did. They hired a team of people to remove these videos whenever they come up. Uh, tourist jail. But that means somebody actually has to sit there and watch all the videos, right? Uh, right. So and when, your uploading when it, process is a lot longer than Chinese tourists arrested for Hitler salute in Germany. BBC yeah. news. It happened August 6th. So it's just like a, a month ago, two months ago now. Um, and that's a weird one for me because I didn't know that going. And I, I could see myself being at like a, a, a camp or even, you know, in front of something like stupid and just, and doing something stupid like that, like mocking Hitler and not knowing that, uh, the joke I was making was actually breaking all right. the equipment Uh-oh. in jail. Um, yeah, don't although worry. we we were in France and we saw you know Normandy and stuff like that, and we didn't, I didn't do, we didn't do anything that was like mocked Hitler. Although we might have talked as Germans occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> the Americans are coming. There's probably a couple jokes that happen. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, there probably is. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, what do you do? I when I was in Italy, I and when we were in. When we were in Europe together, I don't think we broke, other than maybe the occasional speeding law, I don't think we broke any laws. No, I, well, I hope not. I mean, yeah. I, well, I mean, yeah, there's, there's some laws, yes, like you said, speeding. There are jaywalking. I'm sure we did that. <laughs> well, that's not against the law, apparently, anywhere but in America. Uh, everywhere we've, particularly Italy, jaywalking is a rite of passage. Um, yeah, Italy is the worst place. Yeah, it's like Amsterdam with the bikes. There's no laws for bikes. Oh. You go wherever. No, Amsterdam is a cakewalk compared to what Italy is. Uh, it, as a driver, you're worried about other drivers, buses, scooters, bicycles, pedestrians. It's just a free-for-all. Huh? Oh, and there are, some roads don't have lines. Some roads have lines, but people ignore them and they just straddle them. So it becomes like a four. Even though it was only supposed to be three lanes, it's four lanes now or two lanes becomes like... Traffic laws in Italy are nothing more than a suggestion, and police do nothing about it. Police, you don't get a ticket for most of this stuff. Now, there are uh, cameras, like there are uh, limited traffic zones. Um, when you see like these cobblestone streets and stuff like that, you're not allowed to go onto those unless you live there. You have to have a special permit, and there are cameras that take photos. And apparently, I have a ticket on my way, or on its, a ticket on its way. <laughs> In Milan, and I know exactly where it is, um, we ended up driving in, or I ended up driving in a taxi bus lane. So I, I got... Was it marked? Were you able... Did you know it was a taxi bus lane? It, the other thing about Italy is nothing is well marked. 
like like <laughs> you a limited traffic zone there is no sign that says this is your last turnoff in 50 feet is a limited traffic zone literally you pull up and you see the sign and you can see the camera and there's a bunch <laughs> of cars behind you and i guess you just fucking force them around you put it in reverse try and like to avoid that ticket you create a nightmare of a traffic jam now how much is this ticket any idea i don't know i have no clue hertz informed me i got a notice from hertz telling me that i had uh committed a crime in one of their vehicles (laughs) and that i would be receiving a ticket from the italian authorities and the information about the crime i committed was in italian so i just i googled the phrase and it was i know it was in milan and I Googled the phrase and it said uh, taxi zone. So, and I know the street that I pulled out on, uh, this was a uh, eight lane road, okay? And this is how fucked up Italy is. This is an eight lane road, two lanes divider, two lanes, actually two lanes train, two lanes divider, two lanes. And I'm turned i made a left onto that road and i knew i had to make a left up there and i was confused because i was like well i can't if i make a left all the way to that far divider into those two right lanes how do i make a left from those two lanes way up there so i made the left to right on the other side of the train which would be like the four lanes there I didn't. I assumed maybe the divider is those are like express lanes like we have here. They're mm-hmm. divided, particularly in the East Coast. You have lanes that are divided off. Those are no turns. They're going to go straight for a while. Um, and then, and I remember being with Deanna in it and I'm and going, I don't know if I'm in a lane. I don't know exactly where I am. I'm trying to guess the size of what the train would be and stay far enough away from that. And then when we got up to the light, I was like, okay, I did size the lane correctly but then at that light i figured out oh there is four sets of lights so if i was in that right lane there would be a right a left hand turn that would allow me to make that turn across all this traffic it's confusing as fuck confusing (laughs) as fuck so anyway um but i still wasn't sure that i had broken the law but apparently they took a photo of the car and i'm waiting for it to show up and we'll see how much it is and now you know oh so you actually got a photo uh, yeah, they take a picture. Well, that's, that's awesome. So that's like, a, that's are you going to frame it? Like put it up? Maybe. I don't know. It depends on what the photo looks like. <laughs> uh, that's the thing is like um, their traffic laws are not enforced by any officers. Like they don't write tickets. Just cameras. That's, that's all it. it. It's, they <laughs> catch you on camera and it's a very police. Say, and there's cameras everywhere. Um, but we didn't. No one got pulled over and popped for anything. Uh, speeding. And here's the other thing. You remember this from Europe. Um, the left lane is the passing lane, the right, which is how we're supposed to be here. But in America, we don't treat it that way. Left lane is only for passing. You're not supposed to stay in the left lane for long periods of time. Even if the road is clear, uh, you drive in the right lane and then you use the left lane on the freeway to, to pass around. Vehicles. Yeah. We even have signs out here. No one pays attention to them. No, we, you get in the left lane and you can <laughs> ride for miles and the yeah. cops won't issue a ticket for that here. Uh, well, the Italians have figured a way around this. They, don't stay completely in the left lane. They ride the line. The line between the left and right lanes is in the middle of their vehicle. So they are riding two lanes at once. And they do this all the time. And then as they come up to the next car, they swerve over and they come back. And 
they're not fully committing to either lane. And I, I only assume that if a t- ticket ever comes about or a cop ever sees it, they say, oh, I was just transitioning over. And all the Italians, they all do it. Uh, they all freaking do yeah, it. If you have a photo, that's what it'd show, right? You're transitioning, moving one way or the other. Yeah. No, worst. Unless you have a video for long periods of time. The worst drivers in the world, but uh, the cars don't have dents. The cars are. It is the best explanation I can give of Italy traffic it is going to the mall during Christmas. As a person, you don't bump into everybody, anybody, but n- there's no rules. Everybody is moving about and, you know, you're just stopping short and you manage to get through the mall, but you don't stay in any lane and you, you cross over things and people cross over you and get in your way and just cut in front of you, but no one hits each other. Um, that's what Italy traffic is like. That sounds interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's can't imagine just ha- not having any kind of structure to vehicles and pedestrians. It's so and- bad. <laughs> it is so fucking bad. And then in Italy, everything is cherished. Everything. Uh, so you'll get on these cobblestone streets that are like two thousand years old, and they won't replace them because oh, it's a two thousand year old cobblestone street. And it's like, yeah, I got rocks at home that are this old too. Fucking change them, change it <laughs> right. to asphalt. Rock, rocks are that old. That's, these are these are, are no these these rocks on this street are not important anymore. Just like the buildings, I understand. Change the rocks, right? And uh, yeah. no one would know. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so what else? Right. Uh, uh, well, speaking of driving, uh, Saudi Arabia this year just allowed women to drive. Mm. The last country on earth that women couldn't drive. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's yeah, good. That's pretty big deal. Yeah, that's good. So I had a discussion with that in my class the other day. Uh, Your class, you have a new, you're back. You know, I am back You teaching. have a new job, you're teaching, um, but you're no longer teaching uh, mentally challenged kids, right? Or are you? Well, I'm still special ed. Oh, you are still, okay. Oh, yeah. That's what my credentials in. So how, many, how many students are in your class? My first period, I have five. Second period, I have seven. My fifth period, I have 12. And my sixth period, I think I have seven or eight. Are they all high functioning or are they, you got some my first two periods? Lickers. No, oh, you have window lickers. I got window lickers. Yeah. Okay. So they are certificate of completion, meaning they're going to go through everything that high school that you need to, to graduate right. as far as credits. However, they're not going to be able to pass when we have Casey exam anymore, the high school exit exam type stuff. But right. yeah, they're, they're not going to do that. Uh, and then my other ones are basically they're gen ed kids that need a little extra help. Oh, so okay. they have troublemakers. No, they're not troublemakers. Oh. They just have like, Processing issues sometimes a little bit slower on verbal oh. processing or oral uh, read, you know, reading stuff like that. Right. So my class is structured as a resource for them. I'm more of a study hall, so they come in and uh, work on other homework from the other classes. Hmm. And how's how's it going? I, I it's going good. I mean, I I teach two hours. I have three hours off. I teach two hours. Good, easy day. So what do you do with the three hours in the middle? Uh, I go to the gym and work on IEPs. IEPs? IEPs, Individual Education Program oh, gotcha. or Plan. Um, so you have a gym membership near work, near work? Yeah, actually. Well, I already had it. I had Planet Fitness when I was out in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I'm out here. As I was traveling out here, I'm like, well, I'll probably just go ahead and get rid of it because there isn't Planet Fitness in Santa Clarita. And then I get a job there, and it's actually on my way to my other school because oh. I work on two different campuses. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> it works out perfect for me. Go to the gym. Lose yeah. some weight. That's good. I'm trying. Um. So yeah, I planked for two minutes today. Two minutes? Yeah, that's incredible. And I haven't planked in, I don't know. Uh, actually, I think the last time I planked has probably been over a year. 
Uh, That's Deanna, a long time to be planking. Yeah, yeah, well, Deanna did it too. Um, Deanna's record was four minute plank, which there's video of in Florida. She planked for four minutes on the beach. Um, she wanted to prove to one of her coworkers that she could do it. But uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. A year or two years ago or whatever, someone was talking about planking and I was like, how hard can that be? And I think that first time I did it for a minute, I was beating Deanna and I haven't, I haven't planked in a while. And she, uh, yesterday, the day before she was talking about people at work who couldn't plank for 20 seconds. And I was like, I bet you I could still plank for two minutes. And, and she scoffed at me. No way. And I was like, all right. So just a little while before you got here, I was like, so you want to try <laughs> this is what they do see? for fun. <laughs> well, we planked and then planking. And then on Howard Stern show, when we were out earlier, they were talking they had the miss world, miss naked world contest. And one of the, uh, uh, contest was um, the girls had to hold eight pound dumbbells at shoulder height straight out and whoever could hold it the longest would win that contest. That's tough. Like people don't realize like how tough it, it is. Like the, uh, you know, this Oktoberfest coming up and they do the beer stein competitions mm-hmm. where you have to hold the beer stein out for as long as possible. Look, I can do that forever. Mm-mm. Yeah, try it. <laughs> yeah, I, so Deanna, uh, we tried that. Deanna did eight pounds, which she managed to do for I think a minute. She did, she held eight pounds for a minute. I grabbed 15 pounders because I'm twice her weight, so I should be twice the weight of what she's holding. And I managed to hold them for 20 seconds before I just gave up. Before I was like, no way. Um, and then I did try on her eight pounders, and I held her eight pounders for 30 seconds. And then I was at that point, I'd already planked and done that. But that was the end of that. Exciting fitness story. <laughs> right? Yay. So what else? So, well... Uh- we go on the whole Trump thing with the, so the tweet went out about the NFL football taking so here, a knee, taking a knee. All right, what a big so deal is. so here's what I know. I know that um, Colin Kaepernick a year ago takes a knee during the Star Spangled Banner, and nobody notices, or he sits out, and nobody notices. People noticed, no. but it was no, 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 nobody notices. A week later, or the next game, he takes a knee, nobody notices. The third game, he takes a knee or he sits. I think he's sitting. Yes. He sits on all three of those, and people took notice on that third game. Someone made a thing out of it, and it became a big deal. And then Colin Kaepernick met with a fellow football player who I think played for Pittsburgh, who was a former vet, and they had a discussion, and the vet, they had an open, I guess the vet sent him an open letter and that resulted in a discussion. And the vet said to Colin that um, he understands what Colin is trying to say, but it's disrespectful toward many people and had suggested that maybe the uh, right thing for Colin to do would be to take a knee because when a soldier falls, it is customary for when the flag is pre- presented them to take a knee for the fallen soldier. So they can, the, the two football guys concluded that would be the better thing. So it's still so respect. It's, there was still a sign. It still shows, they felt it still showed a sign of respect for the flag, but a making a statement. So as we have now gotten into this football season, apparently, and I say apparently because I haven't read up on any of this, 
Um, there is, I just caught blurbs. There are a lot of teams and coaches taking a knee and the president tweeted about it and people are in an uproar. And I believe this is all for black equality or racial equality, either way that you yeah, want the to way go they're, there. The way they're treated. Yeah. Um, I'm going to state my official stances is the NFL is a private organization and they can do whatever the fuck they want. Um, we don't kids don't have to stand for the pledge of pledge of allegiance. Um, I've been to many sporting events where people don't take off their hats for the star spangled I've banner been to bars and with um, next to these people who are bitching about not standing who will sit at the bar and they don't stand for the, there you thing. go because they're not, well, if you're not at the game, you're not supposed to stand or you're not, you don't have to stand, but if you're truly patriotic, you will. Exactly. But when you take this to further depths, you, the flag is not allowed to touch the ground. The flag is not allowed to be worn. The flag is not allowed to be put on things as trinkets. You're not allowed to have, you know, as I wipe my mouth with the uh, American flag napkin from you got Fourth of July. You got it. All of that is Set of my is American, American flag bathing suit, staring at girls in their American flag. That is bikinis. exactly right. There is a whole laundry list of things that people do that are unpatriotic, but they do them all the time. So, I am in a stance of it's a private organization. I don't give a fuck. But what did what did the orange man say? Well, it, the, the whole tweet, which I was just going to bring up, because uh, I actually brought it up to my kids uh, this week, because uh, yeah, one of my one of my kids a football player, and I he was just talking football. He's like, "Well, we're not can't watch it in our house anymore," and I'm like, "Why not?" He said, "Well, because my dad's a vet, and because of what they're doing now, it's disrespectful, so he's not going to." And I'm like. Okay, and, and I understand that, and I totally respect vets for what they did, but I, right. I, then I'm like, on the other hand, those vets stood up for our rights, for our First Amendment right, which is peaceful protest. Right. They're not turning their back on their flag. They're not burning a flag. Right. They are doing a pre- peaceful protest, which is exactly in our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, Right. Uh, to be able to do. So if that's what they want to do, they're getting more attention because they are actually making a protest and people are making a huge deal of it. But that kid's father has every right to not support the protest and turn off the NFL. Absolutely. Even and I he, said that. I, right. And I'm he like, fought for it. He doesn't, he doesn't want to support the NFL anymore because it doesn't align with what he believes. I did. And I made sure because I didn't want phone calls from the parents right. or anybody like that. I'm like, this is my opinion. This is how I feel. I want you, every one of you to form your own opinion, but this is the way I feel about it. I totally respect everyone who's died for our country to protect our freedoms, but this right. is one of the freedoms they died to protect. Right. Uh, anyway, so so went over that. So we'll see if I get something from uh, my principal here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, one of them anyway. Uh, but I, I do feel like it's our first moment if they want to kneel because it is private. If, if it was in their laws saying, well, you can't do it, they are employed by somebody. And sure, they can be fired. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, in the NFL, there's nothing in there that says you must stand during the national anthem. I don't know if that's there or not. I'm 100% sure that there are morals clauses and um, certainly. Well, morals, you have morals and I have morals and our morals are different. Yeah, but you have to, there are more, the morals clause is specific that it has to align with the NFL's morals. That's how all of these, they've gotten out of. Yeah, uh, but when NFL peaceful protest, there's a peaceful protest. A bunch of uh, um, prostitutes and, you know, cocaine. That's how they get out of not paying them is because it doesn't align with the NFL's morals and Disney and a lot of these high profile contracts have that and they can decide what their morals are. Um, Clearly, with a company like Disney uh, not standing for the national anthem would be against Disney's morals and you would probably get fired. No, so was being gay at one point. So was being gay at one point. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, 
you know, Walt does not have a fantastic past when you dig into it. <laughs> no, no, um, no. You know, Walt's, uh, uh, you know, the superior race is... Oh, uh, yeah, anti-Semitic. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that doesn't change. I mean, that doesn't change that he still created the most expensive place on Earth. Um, so $155 for two parks right now. Yeah. If you're a Californian. Plus $20 to park. Yeah. If you're a Californian. Like it's more if yeah. you're not right. Uh, no, I, I, that I don't know. I just I don't know. It's so expensive. So expensive. Uh, um, I mentioned. I think I. I Tom Ayers' sister works at Disney in Florida, um, and before Christmas, I was over there helping him with something. We were talking about when Deanna and I were doing the the uh, California videos or whatever on YouTube, and I was like, I'd love to go to Disneyland, but I can't afford it. Like, I mean, we've been, we grew up here, we've been plenty of times, so it's not like a vacation for us. But I was like, it's going to cost us, you know, two hundred, three hundred dollars. You're worried to get about in. two or three hundred dollars. Shannon's kids are coming out here. You don't think they're going to want to go to Disneyland? Yeah, that's crazy. And then so we, Dan be, and I talked about it when we we're down there. That means there's five of us going. And so Tom, God bless his heart on his own. Uh, I talked to his sister and got me two free tickets. And Deanna and I went and I cherished them. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, he fucking gave me $250. <laughs> right. Like and it cost it, him. Not, he just, you know, he made a phone call and made something happen. But I was still very, I'm still very grateful about it. Um, we wouldn't, like I say, we, we've been, so it's not a vacation. We wouldn't have enjoyed it. And spending $250, we certainly wouldn't have enjoyed it. Going That's just for to free, walk in through the door. That's just to get through the door. I thought you were a $15 hamburger. And here's the thing about Disneyland is it is not expensive enough because the lines were ridiculously long. It needs to be $1,000 a person. So you uh, can see everything that's there. So the line is only four people. Uh, you know, I agree with that. So I was there with the Sunshine Kids, uh, the organization with kids with cancer that I work with, for those who don't know. Right. Um, and we were there on a Wednesday mm-hmm. about two weeks ago. That was the Dan most. Dan and I went on a Tuesday. The most on. people I've ever seen there. You know, usually we, you know, there's usually not huge lines, but we have front of the line passes. So the lines aren't a big deal for us. Right. But I've never seen that many people there on a Wednesday. It's crazy. When right? school should be in session. <laughs> yeah, it crazy. was what, the first weekend of se- our first week of September or second week of September. That second week of September. Yeah. Don't these people have some place to be now? I don't know if it was because, you know, the, all the hurricanes going on, people change their travel plans to let's go to California because it's the best place on earth. Right. <laughs> Until the earthquake hits, or right. or and Kim Jong right, right. Kim Jong's missile makes it here. One right now, with the way the Earth is like telling us some stuff, you know, the hurricanes we're having, the earthquakes we're having, you know, Mexico slowly working its way up, the up from Mexico working its way north. That's why we need a wall. <laughs> just just stop the earthquake right there. Need a retain, we, got, we got the we need a retaining wall. <laughs> we have the earthquake or the volcanoes going off in Bali and India. Right. Uh, yeah, the Earth. I think right now is trying to tell us something. I don't know. I think it's just. I don't know. I mean, global warming doesn't exist. So. Well, certainly, I do believe that in global warming, and I believe that there's there's temperature changes that are happening, and we have affected this planet. Um. I don't know. I don't know how much the planet is talking back. Like I don't. I mean, hurricanes. I don't know either. I'm, like, I'm early, just making a joke Alexander because all the stuff is going on. I don't think yeah. like it's. I don't know. I mean, some I think things, we're accelerating stuff. Absolutely. I think we've. Uh, you, we're making some things happen. I don't think we're making. Like, we could have made hurricanes happen because there uh, is a tipping point, <clears throat> and there is a landslide once you get on the other side of the tipping point. 
Um, it doesn't, it's not like we gradually go over this hill of destruction and then, you know, things just slowly get worse over the next 300 years. Like once you get to that tipping point, once you run out of water in California, it's over. Like, you know, I mean, it just 50% of America's produce, as I've said before, comes from California. We run out of water. 50% of America <laughs> loses its produce, right? What do we do? Where does that get replaced? It comes from foreign countries. What do you think the cost on that produce is? It's over. Like, it's so weird to think, but the domino effect starts with something as simple as that. And, you know. It's the butterfly effect. Yeah, it's a butterfly effect. Yeah. People, people it's just can, that one little wisp of air, which mm -hmm. changes everything. Right. Um, so I do, I do believe in all of that. I don't know how much the planet, I don't know that I necessarily believe that we're headed for a quake that is. I don't think we're heading for a quake because I don't think we can do that. I. I, I think global warming has helped the uh, the hurricanes, but they like you have to have the water well, temperature sure, like eighty one degrees. And you've stuff got like that change in ocean temperatures yeah. that could affect tectonic plates. You've got uh, you know the hurricane could its temperature changes or what it could, but they've also said like if people want to say that oh there was the big one in sixty nine and what twenty nine sixty nine then ninety four so we're due again but then before twenty nine like seismic activity or reports you could go back like a hundred years without a quake so there's nothing to say that we won't go a hundred years now without a quake I, I don't know I don't what am I gonna do I can't I've been joking with my kids at school I'm like yeah it's time for me to get earthquake insurance I don't have that yet but maybe it's time. I don't have it either it's there's a <laughs> form on the desk over there that a thousand dollars a year I don't know and the reason I don't have it is because I had it before the last quake and FEMA came in and wrote out checks and I was like why do I have earthquake insurance if FEMA is just gonna write out checks um the earthquake doesn't bug me as much this house was built in 1965 it was retrofitted for quake and um you know, I mean, if the quake happens right beneath us, then the house is going to crumble. Uh, but did okay last time when the epicenter was... Northridge, not too far. I yeah, mean, Balboa had a hole in it and a big bonfire away. on it a quarter of a mile from here, a half a mile from here. Um, but if but we had apartment building that completely collapsed. So if the epicenter happens right underneath this house, then I'm screwed. But I also go, I got 18,000 gallons of fresh water in my backyard. <laughs> Both my neighbors on each side have, you know, 18,000 gallons of water, fresh water in their backyards. I have a six car parking lot. So and, and you're gated and I'm gated. <laughs> but I also like I'm like, OK, if my house crushes it's like the purge here, like he could just totally shut down the house. <laughs> shut down the house. OK, um, if uh, if the house crumbles, but Deanna and I are alive, we just need a trailer. We park that fucker back there. We hook up to electricity here in the house, right. and we manage the construct reconstruction which of the house. Which FEMA will give you, right? right. Give you a FEMA trailer, and out you go. And so we can manage that on our property. <laughs> so I don't. I'm not too worried. The nuke worries me more. Um, what I'm really worried about with the nuke is that America has been lying all these years about having anti-retaliation devices. Oh, that, that I'm sure we do. However, uh, I hope we do. Uh, we do, uh, but they're only 65 percent reliable. So that's a problem. <laughs> right? now, that's, that means now it's a, got to, from North Korea to here. It's got to travel a long distance. So maybe if the first anti-retaliation, so we're setting work, up a few of the them. second or third <laughs> does because um, there is some time. You know, it's not you know within a couple of minutes they're going to be a missile here. You have some time. Not enough time to get out of California. <laughs> well, not a, no, we don't have that. We saw those roads out of Florida. Yeah, you, you um, definitely don't have enough time to get out of here, but. Uh, I don't think they have anything going to gonna reach us anyway. They'll, they'll hit Alaska or Hawaii. 
I think in the the hurricane, like I would rather have the earthquake and like you just don't know that it's going to happen and then it just happens. The whole hurricane thing, like you have to make a decision: do I stay or do I go? But I just tell my kids, I like I'm like earthquake. All my stuff is here. Right. I come back, all my stuff is here. I got to go through my pile or whatever. I'm right. Collapse, but I, the majority of my stuff is here. A hurricane? I don't know where right. any of my stuff is. Yeah, as long as your house doesn't burn down. Even if it collapses, you can pick through and maybe save sixty percent of your stuff. Yeah, it's in this pile. Um, you're not going to probably not going to save a crushed computer or a crushed TV, but you're going to get your photo albums out. You're going to yeah, you're going to get important. the hard drive out of the computer. It's not going to be wet, like right. you know it's the stuff that, that's important that you you know yeah the photos that that you can't replace. Right, you're gonna you're gonna be manage to to get all of that out, but uh, not with a nuke. With a nuke, we're just toast. Oh yeah, and I I would rather. If it, if it if I have to die some way, I would rather be right there when the nuke hits and just be vaporized, as opposed to being radioactive. Yes, as opposed to yes having to deal with the the was it the is it radioactive sickness or whatever it is they yeah. call it radiation sickness. That's what it is. Yeah, I don't. I mean, there is something to be said about you know just being obliterated. Yep, just vaporize me, be but, done. Uh, There's no pain, no anything. Yeah, that's where I'd want to go. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. Yeah. What else? Well. Let's go back to this Trump thing real quick, only okay. because here's a conspiracy theory, which someone said, which I'm like, hmm, it's kind of interesting. All right. I don't really believe in conspiracy theories for the most part, but this one was. So this week, what what was the big things on the table for Trump? Oh, I have no clue. I don't pay attention. So you're Okay, well, the tax reform and Obamacare. Know. Yeah, okay. Obamacare has been on the board for... I know, but it came back and they were trying to, trying to pass it yeah. and all that. There's another thing. So right before these big things come up, Mm-hmm. He shoots something out that gets the whole media talking about NFL players sitting down. Right, sleight of hand. It's the whole that it's middle smoke of the and night. mirrors. Yeah, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. yeah, let's let's just do this. I I just found that interesting. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's uh, maybe there is some strategy. Uh, I I think the guy's an idiot, but maybe there is these strategies. He's like, so this week this is what's going on. What can we get the America fired up on? Something stupid that doesn't matter. So we'll go ahead and we'll throw. Oh, the NFL players should be fired because they've taken knee. Meanwhile, while all that people are focusing on that, he's like, well, I'm going to do the tax plan. No one's going to pay attention. Uh, you know, and the Obamacare, maybe we'll be able to get it passed. Well, McCain would just shut up. Well, I agree. I think it is smoke and mirrors. I don't think that Trump is the puppet master. I think in, I think what's happened, I think where we currently sit is the RNC, whether it's by committee or not, or some people are in control of, of the chess pieces and Trump is happy to be the rook. And, uh, when he's told to tweet and he gets to run around and pretend he's a figurehead and have these meetings because we know he loves that power like that. This all would fit into his MO that he gets to play president, be president, um, but not have to do presidential things, right? Not have to do presidential. I'm going to go things. play golf this weekend. Exactly. People then tell him um, somehow, hey, you know, if you were to, why don't you speak about? It? You're upset about the NFL. Why don't you? Why don't you tweet about that? That'll really get people's minds off of this. And then he feels like he's doing a patriotic thing. I think he might be severely. He's being manipulated, probably to an extent that he doesn't realize. I don't think. He probably thinks he's the smart. Whoever's manipulating him is probably doing a good job of making him think he's making the decisions and is the smart person. Well, yeah. Well, you know, when he's clearly what just is it? The they have they have to give so many positives in the news every day to him. He has to, he right. gets a report of how many only positive things about 
about him uh, right. that he reads. Well, because it's the real news. <laughs> it's, well, um, Fox also. That's all he watches because that's real. But Fox isn't pro-Trump. They're pro-Republican. They're pro-Republican. But Fox comes out with a lot of stuff that is anti. Like, you just can't well, hide it. Because Trump's an idiot. Right. There's so so, there's, you just can't. Yeah. It's so bad. Like, I'm, I marveled how Fox managed to turn everything Obama did into the most evil thing ever. But its base did not question that at all. It's really difficult to turn question, uh, grab him by the pussy into, you know, something that's, your base yeah, accepts. Just, that's, yeah, that's just what we, we talk about. So we there, talk about right. that all the time. So there, it, there are things where Fox has to, and I can imagine that there's just somebody at Fox just going, fuck. How am I going to spin it? How? How, do, <laughs> how are we? We can't ignore this. Right? How do we make him look good now? Uh, what do we say or do? Like someone is so challenged. Oh, there's some spin doctors for sure who, who should be getting paid lots of money. It's not just regular spin, though. Like That's why they're getting paid lots of money. Yeah, you have I to mean, figure out how am I going to spin this to make how it do positive. We, like we need, we need a rocket band tweet to, to distract him from <laughs> right, this, man. Exactly. We need something. We got to throw something Say else something out there. about the NFL. Let's get the, the world focused on right, it. NFL just started. Everyone's into it. Yeah. Um, so I have a story that I thought would be amusing that to talk to you about um so on the philip defranco show which is on youtube uh this is where i heard of the story and i don't uh again i don't read much so i did not dig in any further i googled it to make sure there was a real story but i didn't dig in any further on the story you did most Um, more than most so uh so anyway here listen to this then let's talk about Kenneth Harrison of Newfoundland. Ken was arrested by police for an item he received in the mail. Okay, so the obvious question you have. Oh, what's in the box? Well, the box, which was from China, was labeled foam rubber dummy for massage purposes. Now, if that seems vague, yeah, it's vague for a reason. According to authorities in Newfoundland, the box contained a prepubescent female doll made of foam-like consistency that stands around four foot two. It comes with clothes and other optional accessories. Some of those accessories could be and can be used for sexual gratification purposes. So that still isn't clear enough. Ken seems to have ordered a child childlike sex doll. Because of this, he is facing four charges. Possessing child porn, using the mail for delivering something obscene, violating the Customs Act by smuggling or attempting to smuggle the doll into Canada, and having in his possession an item that violates the Customs Act. Now, to these charges, the 51-year-old electrician has pled not guilty. And this has stirred up a debate. One side saying that this is, this is awful, this guy needs to go to prison. Meanwhile, the other side is arguing that this doesn't actually constitute as child pornography. So let's hear the argument. Forensic psychologist Dr. Peter Collins, who testified at the trial, wrote, in my professional opinion, the possession of a sex doll is just another form of depicting a child for a sexual purpose and therefore would meet the criteria for child pornography. If Harrison ordered a sex doll, he likely has an erotic attraction to prepubescent children. Meanwhile, Dr. James Cantor, a clinical psychologist, argues there is no actual person. It is a piece of latex. So if there is no victim, where is there exactly a harm being committed? And it's an interesting debate. Now, just so you know where I stand, I am disgusted by pedophiles. I understand there is a difference between a pedophile and a child molester. Child molesters, if they change the penalty to the death penalty, I would sign up to administer that penalty. I understand that there are pedophiles that have not acted on their perversion. Still wouldn't want them within eyesight of my or any other child, but I, I understand. The question becomes, is there a difference between a, a robot or a sex doll and a consumption and or production involving real life children? Because no one's being hurt with this sex doll, does that make it okay? Is it almost like therapy for someone that is a pedophile or does this just put gas on the fire? Is the person using that then more likely to make a child a victim in real life? I'd love to know your thoughts here. And then let's talk about that angry baby with a hand grenade. Uh, so... To sum it up, this Canadian guy ordered a sex, a child sex doll. What are you looking at your watch for? I just got a 
textile. Oh, textile. Uh, nice. Ordered a child sex doll. It was delivered to his house. He never actually uh, took possession of it. It was intercepted by the police, and he's being charged with uh, what child, child pornography. pornography. <laughs> um, morally. I, I agree with Philip DeFranco, what he said. It's morally wrong. But I don't know that it's a crime. Well, he hasn't acted on anything. But, okay, so. let's say he does receive the doll and he does engage in sexual activity with the doll. Would you have to get a rape kit for that? For the doll? <laughs> I don't know if it's a crime. It's like Bianca. Now, one of the things, I didn't actually know the difference between a pedophile and a child molester. I thought they were the same thing. I didn't realize a child molester actually went through it, and a pedophile is just somebody who thinks about it. I didn't know there was a difference. I didn't realize that either. Until he said that, I was like, oh. Because I thought a pedophile would act on it also. Yeah, I I guess. it's the actual act of. I guess if you have thoughts of it, but you haven't done. So I guess a pedophile is the person who has uh, the propaganda. And I guess if you're in possession of child pornography, you're a pedophile. But if you haven't actually done it with a kid, you're that's when you're a child molester. I don't know, but what age is that? Anyway. You know, because you're you're adult under a certain so, age. Oh, wait a minute. Well, I mean, you know, under eighteen, right? You're you can still be considered a, a minor. You're a minor, yeah. And sex with anybody under eighteen is against the yeah, law. Yeah, but there are, there are some girls on TV who are like seventeen. You're like, wow, like right? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that. <laughs> Have you watched? Uh, um, oh, damn it. American Vandal. I told you to watch American. I, I started watching yeah, the dicks who, who painted the day or who did the dicks. There's a teacher on it. That's a lot like you uh, sort of lackadaisical or whatever. Um, and there's a scene where the teacher's like, I'm not going to say that one of my students is hot, but I mean, anyway, so the thing is, is like, I, I agree. Like that's super disgusting. And it, this, I mean, we're not talking about a 17 year old girl or a 16 year old uh, Britney Spears who looks 20, you know, with the horror makeup and does look much older. We're talking about a four foot tall, clearly a child doll. Maybe so, he likes little people. Maybe that's his fetish. But there is a difference between we've seen in porn. We've seen little people naked. And there's a difference between a 150 pound little person's body makeup with their cute little stubby arms that I find amusing <laughs> and an actual because they're just always funny. Be, they are. I, I still if 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 I am in anywhere if eyesight of a midget, I am staring um, <laughs> and not in I don't and not in the mean way. I just find them amusing. I don't know. I look my little chihuahua comes in the room and I giggle. I think she's funny. I think she's funny. And it, I'm not laugh. I love the little dog. I'm not like poking fun at her. I just that was so funny. I don't know. So cute. I'm sorry. I'm of a dog. I'm fucked up because of my midget fascination. All right. Um, but I don't see a kid and think the same thing of a midget. There's clearly a different makeup that's happening there. So this wasn't a midget doll. They did show a picture of it, which uh, the audience doesn't see. Google it if you want. Anyway, but I'm like, I'm mind blown because I'm like, okay, they popped him. This is uh, one psychologist says that it could just be to act out his fantasies. And maybe if he does act out his fantasies, then he never actually goes to a real child. So maybe this is his therapy. And another one says, if you're having sex with what looks like a kid, you're you're a, a, a detriment to society and you should be in jail. See, I don't know if I agree with that, because if you do, that's like the whole argument of you want you to smoke pot, you're going to go on the other drugs. Uh, right. If you're right. If it's a gateway. Be, yeah. Is it really just because he, he likes this little thing that maybe it's easier to hide than a full life size doll? But there is some I can stick it in a trunk and not feel bad. Well, then he would just get like a flashlight or something, just a smaller part. If that was the case, well, maybe he likes the whole thing, like like a feeling 
but it's still okay. All right, whatever. <laughs> we can get into the maybes of all of this. The whole reason that you're not allowed to have sex with kids is because they're not in the mental mind frame to do it, which takes the rubber doll out of the equation completely. Like you can have sex with a child like rubber, rubber doll because you're the, the reason it's against law is because the kid doesn't have the mental capacity to deal with it. Clearly the doll does. <laughs> well, yes, dolls are not going to care one way or the other. So on one hand, I'm like, okay, that's fine, but I still can't really, I agree with them and I can't really get past the whole morality of it of like, like it's not okay. If it's against the law to have sex with this doll, then it's against the law to have sex with the blow up sheep at the bachelor party, which we know there are plenty of guys who have done. Come got rid of that video. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> come out of the Did bathroom. Exist. Come out of that bathroom. The things attached to you and you're not <laughs> holding it. Like, I mean, people have done all sorts of stuff like that. So I go, I go, all right. I don't even like I'm, my mind is really blown by this because there's a company who made the doll. So there's, Maybe there's not a I'm wondering board. what country that would be. It came from China, I think they said in the article. I so there's that. no like child porn laws there. So they're I don't able think to so. make these dolls. I don't. I don't think so. Because um, I'm sure in America you wouldn't be able to. I don't know. Yeah, the real doll company, which I think who started this, it was the first company I ever heard of, is based here in California. I yeah, say. but it's um, they're all adult. Yeah, female. I can't imagine that they could get away with making a uh, a child sex doll Can they get out of a California midget? company. This is also Canada. I'm sure they could with a midget. This is also Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's different. It's not like this guy got arrested here. Um, but my mind, immediately my mind was blown because I was like, well, A, a company. There's, I imagine, this is where my mind goes. I'm like, there's a there's a board of people who sat around deciding what our next product's going to be. And they were like, let's make a child sex doll. <laughs> you know what? No one has yet. Yeah, exactly. Child like, that's doll. what I'm thinking. I'm and like, I'd be like, if Vince thought of that, I'd be like, huh, Vince, there's yeah, a, that's right. Weird. So <laughs> that's what you think to about. manufacture this doll. Like, why were like, you, <laughs> why were you doing the research? First of all, to find out there's no other companies that do this. Exactly. Right. Nobody else is doing <laughs> this. We could really corner the market here. And uh, then, and it's not just like one guy has this mad science idea to pour the latex and build these dolls. Like you have to get a team of people on board. And I'm sure there's women who work at the company too. Not that there, I mean, there's been more female teachers busted for having sex with underage students. There's there another one just adults. recently. So, crazy maybe that's who's in charge maybe cute. it's a woman who's in charge of this chinese company but my immediately my mind goes there and i'm like who made the doll like how does that get through production and i'm just fascinated somebody like there's chinese workers going to work on an assembly line making a child sex doll and right and it's it anatomically makes, correct there's a guy in crating who creates the sex doll like everybody there's a whole chain of command that has to go through for this doll to even exist and then maybe they a, don't see it as a sex doll i don't know then there's this dude on the other end who's just like oh i want this and you know you know he didn't like come across it on craigslist and then whip out his credit card and it was an impulse purchase like i I know the real dolls here are like five, six grand. Like this is, this is, he's an electrician. As they say in the article, I think he saved up. Or I mean, that I, I feel like he put some thought into this. Maybe so, he wanted to see if he wanted to adopt and maybe it's his way to start. Maybe if I have this kid, like Lars and the real doll, right? which is anybody who's never seen Bianca. Lars and the real girl or real doll, Lars and the real doll. It's a fantastic movie. You should watch it. It's so awesome. Bianca and, uh, um, Colin. No, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Ryan Gosling yeah. never so, eats a cereal. Fantastic movie. 
Um, but and maybe that's the case. But any, I mean, he ordered it and uh, he, he never got to even see it. He was arrested from there. I don't know what the outcome of the case is. So morally, I agree. And like, there's so much that's just wrong here by the time the doll arrives. And Would you be pinged if you went to that website? I don't know. Um, and I didn't, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you didn't want to go check it out. So here's my, here's my other thing. All right. I'm going to, let's take the stance that this is totally wrong. It's totally, even though it doesn't have feelings and it's just a piece of rubber, like it's totally fucking wrong. So if having sex with a childlike sex doll is illegal, then is shooting a rubber doll murder? Hmm. And that's where my mind, the next point in my mind went was, I was like, Okay, if you're going to manifest this doll in actually being something, then are we killing crash test dummies? Like, where does the line... Right? I guess that's true. We, we kill them every day. And, and then the whole thing about, you know, the, the blow-up sheep so at the So I'm going to start kneeling at the national anthem... <laughs> for crash test dummies? For crash test dummies. For their rights. I think, yeah. I, I just, I find it to be a fascinating thing, and I, I'm sure the guy is sick, and I... I not sure where I stand if he should be in jail. I know it's wrong, but I don't know if this is a jailable offense. But I, well, I'm I, don't, I don't think he should be in jail because he hasn't done anything, which sucks because you can't you can't go to jail for thinking about something. I've thought about robbing banks before, right? Sure. At some point, you're always like, oh, look, yeah, I just want to go rob this bank and have money or whatever. Sure. Should I be in jail for that? But if you plot, okay, we were talking. I, I already have money in my hands. We were talking right? about I Trump. I felt what money feels like. It is against the law to. Uh, plot to kill the president. It is. So even though you haven't done it, if you have the idea, I don't know how far the idea goes because there's a lot of people who wanted to kill Obama and a lot of people who want to kill Trump. So I'm not sure if it's just like, I don't know if sitting in a bar and going, we should kill that fucker constitutes as that. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think, um, there's, I think but there's if, more, hey, I happen to have this gun and I can do this. If you tweet it or write it out, then I think you're in trouble. And I don't know where that line is drawn either in that, I mean, he shouldn't be busted for not doing anything because that that takes away our rights. All right. But if right? You're, because you could say like, hey, you know, we were hanging out and he's like talked about his his hot chicken in, in his school. But what if this guy is your neighbor? What if it's your neighbor who had a child sex doll delivered? What if all this happened to your neighbor and heaven is, uh, you know, 10 years old? What do you, I mean, maybe you don't want to go hang over at the house. Do you let heaven still play in the front yard? I mean, do you like, yeah, because I don't think he's going to snatch up heaven if there's nothing. Okay. So they find him. They catch what if him. the sex doll that arrived looked exactly like heaven. <laughs> then there might be some issues. I mean, that's a little weird. Now, and we if, don't know. Okay, maybe there's so, a neighbor that, okay. But if they, if he got the sex doll and he's a pedophile, wouldn't there be some other something on his computer? Like track it down. Like if he, if I got, well, again, I, I didn't, one. I didn't dig through and maybe there are images and things on his it, computer. So then there's an issue. Uh, you, I, but he just orders one. You don't know why he ordered it. Maybe he does want to go out and shoot it. Maybe someone pissed him off and he wants to shoot this little girl because it makes him feel better because he, she cut in line at Disneyland. And he paid right. $155 to get in. Right. So he ordered a doll exactly like that well, little I did. girl. There was a, a long time ago. I wanted, there was that whole, uh, Chris Hansen to catch a predator. Mm -hmm. um, that he would do for CBS where, you know, they would do the whole thing to catch pedophiles or pred predators on the children. And they called them predators then. But yeah, I did want to do this whole Chris Hanskin-esque skit that had a lot of innuendo. 
And in the end, we just found out that the, all the guy wanted to do was take a shit on a teenager because he hated his fucking daughter. <laughs> It's like, I don't want to do anything sexually to her. I literally just want to take a shit on her because I fucking hate her. Um, and that was, that was going to be the punchline of that joke. But um, so to sideline here a bit, and I did read more onto this story. Uh, I watched the Anthony Weiner documentary a year ago, and I'm fascinated at how good of a politician he was and how stupid the mistakes. What a great name he has, though, the, right? The, the name, to like everything <laughs> all together. Fits. And you look at him, and Uma, uh, or Huma, Huma, who I'm sure you've seen pictures of, is a beautiful woman, and, like, why he's straying away from her. And not only just a beautiful woman, but a powerful woman. I mean, she was Hillary Clinton's right hand. Mm-hmm. And, After that happened. And, the, I during mean. the election, like, there was the lull in that whole thing. Right. And she was still behind and him. Hillary gets in trouble with emails again because Wiener tweets. So they seize his computers, which, <laughs> which becomes flies. Uma's computers. And th- there's Hillary emails there. And I mean, I felt so bad for Hillary that here she is and this fucking idiot Wiener tweets out dick pics and is screwing her. And again, the whole email thing comes back up. And I was like, who would have thought? Like, this is a movie that no one would believe. But... Uh, I don't know if you heard, but Wiener just got sentenced to 22 months because he was sexting with a teenager, a 15-year-old girl. Did you hear this? Uh, no, I didn't hear that. So he's getting 20. Uh, once again, Wiener's in the news. Again, he does something wrong. He sex, he's sexting with a 15-year-old girl. He gets 22 months. Now, and he, he obviously has issues. He obviously has like issues. He's got busted for it in the past, and then he does it again. But as far as, like you said, digging deeper, because I'm like... There's nothing that a 15-year-old... What can Wiener say to a 15-year-old girl that she hasn't heard before? Um, And 22 months. Like, I gasped at that because I'm... You look at it and I go, all right, clearly he's got a problem and clearly, you know, he needs to be punished and 22 months sounds fitting. But then I go, I'm pretty sure there's people who've murdered people that have done less than 22 months. Like, in California here... And it was just a dick pic. It wasn't like taking it out. I'm assuming it wasn't. No, I don't think he sent her. In this case... I don't maybe he did. I again I didn't read far enough it, it was sexting. I don't think he sent this fifteen year old girl a dick pic. Just I think that was some the dick pics was before. Pretty, That's what he got in a busted for early on. The fit he the fifteen year old girl might be the one that he sent the photo of him in bed with his son, which got a lot of he was read as Yeah, it's it is weird when you look at it like he's in bed with his kid. I guess he read his kid a story. They're both fully clothed. There's nothing nefarious about this. Yeah, yet he read it. He stayed in his bed so the kid would fall asleep. Every parent has done it. And But the thing was is you're sexting right next to your kid, dude. And I guess he took a photo. I think he might have sent that. But I don't think he sent a dick pic. And But I stopped in that moment, and I was like, 22 months. What did he say? Like, what are those texts that he said? What do you say to a 15-year-old girl that gets you 22 months? Um, so I don't know. Maybe this guy with the doll has – there was stuff on his computer and there's stuff. And maybe he on. wants to just read him stories. Maybe he loves kids and just wants to read him stories. Then you wouldn't need the sexual organs. I, I don't know. <laughs> there is a ton of maybes here. Um, I find it just fascinating in that where does it translate over into we're at a point where you can't you can't shoot something that 
looks human and is rubber. And I would absolutely love next week or next time we podcast, I would love to be discussing a story where someone is going to jail for murder for shooting a real doll. Like I want Bianca. I exactly Bianca. I want to talk about that story and just marvel at because Hmm. we live in a world where, um, and okay. We talked earlier about that Disney used to be against the gays. So, and women just got, uh, the right to drive in Saudi Arabia. It is, it was not too long ago where women really didn't drive in America. I mean, 1950s housewife didn't have a driver's license. Um, these jokes are on, uh, uh, I love Lucy, like Lucy, you know, is a terrible driver. She couldn't drive and Ricky teaches her how to drive. I mean, what Lucy's 30 years old learning how to drive in an episode. So America isn't far removed from that. Maybe women could legally drive. But they didn't. It was still shunned upon. Oh, yeah. But uh, but not yet. Not being able to drive at all. The last country on earth. I understand. But again, 50 years ago, oh, I mean, women weren't allowed to vote in this country. There's a lady who got nine weeks in jail for driving. In Saudi? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the bicycle movie is because of a girl got in trouble for wanting to ride a bicycle. Uh the the last bicycle or the bike it's a wonderful film um and and the director is a female director and often had to sh- uh direct remotely she had to cuz women aren't allowed to work so the director of that movie guy was the name of it the bicycle thief um she had to direct from inside a dark van watching monitors because she wasn't allowed to direct I do remember hearing about that I think but, it was the bicycle thief but you can go back uh you know, a hundred years in this country and blacks aren't allowed to vote. Blacks aren't barely allowed to exist. Um, and gays certainly aren't allowed to exist. Confederate and statues were allowed to stand to put people statues, down. Statues, whatever. So we're not far removed. I mean, we like to think of ourselves as progressive, but so over the last 50 years, there's been a transition 50 to a hundred years of women being allowed to vote. Um, desegregation of schools blacks being allowed to vote blacks being allowed to own property gays being accepted and most recently we're in this world where it's okay to be trans and people are debating what rights uh you know are allowed in bathrooms right and Who cares i don't i don't care either i don't give i i will i've been in co-ed bathrooms more than once um i am always taken aback slightly when there's a girl next to me washing her hands well, yeah, but it's not. Uh, Look, I don't stalls. It's not like there's a big trough I, I, urinal I out there. I know that everyone has to use. Everyone has their own stall. But What's what happened? Deal? What happened in Spain? We talked about this when, when we were at the carnival, and we I talked about it when we went over to the. We wandered over to a concert, and it turned out to be a kids' concert, and there was a bunch of kids there, uh, teenagers clearly, and there was rows of Andy Gumps, but there were urinals that were exposed out in the open, and as girls were in line for the Andy Gumps, guys were whipping out their dicks and peeing into the urinals with no barricades or nothing. The girls could just look over and see their dicks. Guys were not ashamed of like another guy seeing their dick and they might be too small or a girl seeing their dick like it was normal as could be. And I was marveled at it because it wouldn't fly in America at all. There's no no way that this would go. So even in a a co-ed situation here, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a trough. I hate the trough, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a trough. You wouldn't even go into the one... 
I will on the, not. On the corner next I to the church. I will not. I don't. Look, and it's well, not. We're at the church out I, there. I will never... walk around naked. I have no problem seeing people seeing my dick, but I get into this whole, I've talked about this before, this whole mental thing about I'm not peeing. Like, stage fight. I took it out, and now I'm standing here, and I'm not peeing. And the guy next to me is like, why is he here? Did he, does he just want to look at other people's dicks? <laughs> And then I, now I can't pee because now the guy next to me is thinking that I'm thinking about his now dick. Now you got to step and back. Then, and I'm and looking at my dick door to and open. I can't look forward. And why ain't I peeing? And I've got to go. When's it going to come? And it just like there's a whole thing. And I, I can't. I don't know. I can't. I get in my head about it. But anyway, um, uh, so rights have come a long way for gays and blacks and women and now transsexuals where you say, oh, those, well, those people have a right. Those people have the right, have the right to share a bathroom. And I'm fine with that. Um, but I'm wondering, and this is the whole sex doll thing here. When do those people have a right? Like how far into the future do, does the sex doll, does that rubber doll or that robot have a right? Cause if you've seen in, in Japan, I think it's Japan. Yeah. Japan. Um, this, the sex doll is animatronic now and the robots are not coincidentally all you know young female looking robots at least the ones that i've seen but well, why would you make them old but wrote but well i agree <laughs> but deanna just redid her bitmoji and she put wrinkles on her face and i was like oh why would you do that like who why would why <laughs> why would your bitmoji is a character of your of it, course it, it's going to be you at like 20 exactly. or whatever a young you um so i agree with that but I'm also like, when do we cross that line where shooting the robot is illegal and robots have rights too? And movies have been done about this AI and um, iRobot, not iRobot. Yeah, actually, I think iRobot might have touched on it. Skynet. What's the one with Robin Williams where he has feelings? Um, so I would love that next week we're doing a story because you know, some Mexican sniper took, uh, took out a rubber doll and <laughs> that was, uh, uh doing the Hitler yeah. salute and is now in jail. I don't know. Uh, it's just fascinating. Just like the world's a weird place. And like everybody, and there would, they, someone will put up a cause and there'll be a GoFundMe page for rubber dolls and rubber dolls will have rights. Yep. And I'll be sitting here going, well, it doesn't affect me. I uh, you know, but I think they would be very peaceful at their protests. The rubber dolls? Yeah. Well, they would never move. Exactly, right? So they would be an obstacle. Like, they'd take a knee and stay on that knee forever. <laughs> Until someone moved them. <laughs> right. But, you know, they're not going to run out in traffic. They're going to stop you on the freeway. They're going to be, you know, wherever it is you set them up on the courthouse. All right. So rubber dolls look realistic. We have animatronic robotic dolls. And they, do a, they are in a protest on a freeway and you accidentally kill one. You accidentally run one over. No big deal. It's a rubber doll. What happens if... Do we get to a point in society where now you accidentally kill a human being, but you thought it was a rubber doll? Like you, mm, like you don't know. Like think about this, and this is a morbid part of our history. But there was a time in our in our history where if you had killed a black person, there was nothing wrong with it. But if you killed a white person, you'd go to jail. So you got to imagine oh, there was a there's people Indians. There was a defense. There was a court case that must have consisted of. I th it was really dark outside and I thought he was my slave. I thought he was black. I didn't realize it was, you know, Mr. White from down the street. And it probably got off because, well, realistically from this distance, yeah, he looks like a colored. So are we going to just revisit that with rubber dolls? 
It's a fucking crazy world that America has lived in. Yeah, and I don't I, understand. I don't know if I'm going to create to, to the rubber dolls. I don't no, know. Are. I don't understand has. how we can scrutinize Saudi for taking this long to allow women to drive, or we can scrutinize uh, North Korea for, uh, you know, killing somebody over stealing something. I, I don't. I don't know where we have the right, and I've never understood where America has the right to stick its nose in other people's business because we we think it's wrong. Because we're the world police. But, but uh, you know, we, we're on the very peak of our existence on America. All the major emperor, empires have gone down. The Byzantine, the Egyptian, the Roman, um, the... You're a doomsdayer now. You're talking about this, and you were talking about a little while ago. You were talking about the tectonic plates and the change in oh, the environment. No, I don't think it's going like to happen during my like. We're not going to go down in our lifetime. Michael's it's living not, in a doomsday world. A, it's not going to be a total. Vince is using pedophilia to try and figure out when rubber dolls get rights in America, and, <laughs> and I'm just going for America's going. Michael's down like, we're all. Now. It's all over. It's not all over. <laughs> it's I, it's not going to be my lifetime, so I'm not worried about it. I just need the planet to last another fifty years. Exactly, and I and it, and it will. But Hopefully. I think I think our our run is starting to go down. So I don't think we're going to be the world police as much as we were. Somebody's got to take over. Yeah, and then it, maybe Canada, since they're already policing the rubble, rubber doll situation. Yeah, it's more of a global economy now, so it, there could be a big. Well, I agree, and that was who, um, you know we went to Europe together, and in very many respects, it was America Part Two. And Italy, I could say the same thing. It was America part two. Oh, yeah. like, oh, you want Subway? You want Ben and Jerry's? You want McDonald's? Well, Burger King? Um, Italy has a uh, still has a communist government or a communist leftover communist government. or I don't know what you want to call it these days. But um, Italy's done a like there's no Starbucks in Italy. None. What, what did you do? It was terrible. It, was, it really was terrible. Because not only is there no Starbucks in Italy, but the coffee in Italy is terrible, and the Italians think it's fantastic. I couldn't get McDonald's to give me a coffee and a cup of ice water because they knew what I was going to do. <laughs> and that is wrong. Um, like, it is it, – it, the coffee situation is there. There are McDonald's, and there is an Apple store, and there is an H&M. But what I think has occurred is because of the global economy, the citizens demand it. And like without an Apple store, you're keeping the citizens at a disadvantage. So progression, the government's been reluctant to it, but the country has progressed simply because you have to to try and keep up. You know, Amazon has to do business there because people demand to have things. In America, you get things in, in two days. Why can't we? We can't compete with them if we can't get it in two days. So all of that ends up, you know, having to come about. But there are there's a ton of brands and uh, particularly out types of stores that just don't exist there. Like you don't that part, unlike Europe, the rest of Europe that we saw was not uh, America part two. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of things. And I, I remember when I had the billiard store there, were, I had a customer, I would ship things to Italy and I'd have Italian customers that would come to buy stuff. Uh, if you sold pool tables, you weren't allowed to sell video games. Um, because that was a video game store. If you're a hairdresser, takes away someone else's business. Yeah, yeah, that's the communist portion. You're you apply for one thing and you do one thing only, and of course that line becomes blurred a little more in a restaurant because you sell gelato because it's a dessert, or an electronic store. You sell a microwave and you sell a camera, um, but you, it's very difficult to be a store that sells shoes and that sells. Uh, so watches. Walmart isn't going to be out there. No, no, and there was no. Well, I shouldn't say that. 
because the supermarkets did sell. There were we did go make our way to super centers that sold groceries and like you know beach stuff and their electronics and Tesco's. Uh, yeah, we didn't. Have, there wasn't a Tesco. Isn't that what it was? That's but the it. weird thing about that is like each region had its own supermarket name, and I can't even remember any of them. So, oh, uh, not Compro, Venpro. I don't know. We were in one location, and they would be all named one thing. And then as we made our way to another part of the country, they would still have a supermarket supercenter, but it had a completely different name. So it was like it was regional in how many stores maybe a company could open or how far they could go. Uh, gas stations, autostradas, those were all over the place. But there was no like – well, I shouldn't say that. Very, It was very difficult to find a Shell station or a Chevron station. Like they were just these generic autostradas – do they have like mini marts? Can they sell all yeah. that stuff? Yeah, but some places it was weird because you and and actually I could say this about a lot of the businesses that we went to. Um, you could pay at one counter, but it was like several little like stores within a store. Um, so the restaurant was separated from where you got gas. There would be a coffee like there would be. You'd walk into a lot of them. There would be a sit down restaurant a walk-up coffee bar, a uh, a mini-mart that you could walk through, and then a cashier where you could pay for... Actually, I think you would just pay for the mini-mart stuff because the walk-up bar, I think when you ordered uh, espresso, you would pay them there. So in a lot of places, it was like a store within a store. They're evolving. The global economy is causing them to evolve and things to change. You don't have a choice. And these superstores may not have existed five years ago. I, I have no idea. Um, but clearly, like, there's no real chain restaurants. Like, there's no – other than McDonald's, um, you know, here we have smaller chains like whatever. Uh, even Baja Fresh is a bigger chain. But um, California Pizza Kitchen was a California thing and had, like, 10 stores here in California. I burped. Uh, you, we, you, there's not that. Like, it's a it's just a restaurant and it's owned by locals and it's just that one. Hmm. That's Gelateria is the only Gelateria. Um, in all, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, anyway, the global economy, things are being leveled and just about everywhere you go is America part two, which means that you could start to feel like, oh, I can easily do the Hitler salute here. I can steal this poster. Or you can feel safe and going off as you're 19 years old and, uh, third world look, what's her name? Holloway, Natalie Holloway. Um, yeah, right. You feel safe everywhere because it is going through France. Yeah, we get off the train or whatever, and there's your Starbucks. There's Burger King. There's doesn't feel much different than being here. So I think that's our yeah, safety bubble. I don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, okay. But I don't know that we always felt. I don't know that we. Ever, I wouldn't feel safe. I don't know that we ever felt that right we were now in, either. But in you know, danger. But I feel like there were points where we were of you know heightened awareness. Yeah, looking around and you know, and then there were points where we were comfortable and content as be like walking around normandy i didn't i wouldn't have for the for a moment thought that anything possible could happen to all us. three people we saw yeah exactly all <laughs> for, three for, people that we saw the enormous beach and the pizza guy right like um there is no way shape or form that anybody is i like i feel like walking around normandy if you dropped a hundred dollar bill and someone else was around they would have been like excuse me sir <laughs> you <laughs> dropped this this is yours i think you need this back um, anyway, 
All right. So what else? We caught. Have we caught up in our nearly two hours? What are we at? <laughs> hour fifty three. Well, we haven't podcasted in a while. We got to give have. them something to chew on for the five people who listen to this. Right. Thank thing. you, Tabby. Uh, does she still listen? Yeah, she asked. She's like, uh, I ran out of podcasts. Oh well, see, she's so, gonna, we Tabby's going to get two hours, and if she hangs out, she'll yeah, get a. I, she'll hear a, her name. She shout came out and me. worked out with the, uh, with the Sunshine Kids. Um, Sean, I don't know if I told you, her husband. You met Sean before, right? Tabby anyway wait a minute isn't tabby the one from the, the river? river yeah she's an er nurse she, wasn't she a bartender or something no she's always a nurse i don't know yeah yeah oh, you're thinking stacy anyway tabby, anyway sean. so ta- tabby so sean broke his ankle the same way carrie did Ugh. and daniel did yeah so you had to have the surgery on it and uh was out all summer oh so yeah I thought that was interesting. Like, got to be careful walking off curbs. Well, how do you do it? Uh, he is an exterminator, and he was walking, I guess, down steps, and a dog came in front of him, and just the way he went on the next Turned step. and broke it. Yep. That's crazy. So crazy. And it is. Very, very common. What is it? Uh, eight pounds of pressure is all it takes? Well, it's not that common. <laughs> I know three people in the past three years who have the exact same break. To me, that's pretty common. But if I didn't know you, I wouldn't know anybody who had it. I don't know. So it's you common might. in your world. <laughs> it's kind of right. It's common so, in your something so, about so you. So is it going to happen to you? And I think, you know, and Sean, um, Sean Buss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He knows a lot of people who have died. And I'm always like, oh. Maybe I shouldn't know Sean anymore. Exactly. I'm like, you know, me with the, everyone knows the broken ankle. And then Sean, I'm like, We need oh, to end this relationship. Right? You're bad Sorry, news. Sorry, but I don't know. Hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, I don't remember. How do I end this? It's been so long. Uh, oh, I, think I, I, well, I, say, I, sing. I say I'm Vince Roca and I'm Michael Hutchinson. And for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com. There we go.